0: We're live. What up, world? Welcome to the fives of the week. It's your boy, Philly. Your boy, Just James. I'm going back to that. And Grandmaster B, what's up, everybody? All right.
1: All
2: right. We're here today to have a good time.
1: Yes, sir. Always. And I just wanted to get it out there that we have a new email address. So for any of our listeners that would like to chime in, suggestions, would like to maybe get on the show one day fives of the week podcast at gmail.com also follow us on instagram at fives of the week podcast also on facebook at fives of the week so a lot of good things coming we're getting the ball rolling episode six we're doing our top five favorite athletes can't wait to hear what you guys come up with
0: james i'm gonna let you just james start it off all right so i'm gonna start off with uh my first athlete which is muhammad ali I'm the greatest box of all time. All time. All time. Flow like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Hell yeah. Rumble, young man rumble. Now nah, that's my boy. Um, my dad put me on a Muhammad Ali when I was real young. He bought me, I think for Christmas one time, I had like this whole DVD collection of all his old fights and uh documentaries. And um, yeah, he's just a great athlete, great symbol, um pioneer. He um yeah, I just think he's just amazing. He's an amazing dude. He he was part of the Nation of Islam. I know that he was real big on being anti-war, so he was supposed to get drafted and he said no. He didn't have any quarrel with the Viet Cong. He didn't want to go to war and those that, that was like the height of Vietnam. So he's just, you know, I I don't know this it's he really is the greatest. Like that's how I feel. I mean, I think that it's debatable when when you talk about boxing, you can bring up other boxers and say who was better when it comes to records or things like that. But as far as just being a human being all around and crossing barriers, I think Muhammad Ali is, is the greatest. Well, he's with the game of
1: boxing, the sport of boxing, I should say. I mean, he's like the guy you think of, I would say it's him and Mike Tyson. Yeah. As far as heavyweights and and the battles that he had, we talked about this briefly, I think um, earlier in one of our episodes. It was uh, the Hagler fight, right? Yeah. When they were just teeing off on each other, man. Great fight. It was the 50th anniversary of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were telling me that that was on TV. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, just from him changing his name um, from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and, and wanting to be his own person instead of following Um, you know, even though it was his father's name, he felt like it was a slave name and wanted to be his own human being. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr.
0: Right. Yeah. So, um, he's from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I think he started boxing when he was 12 years old. Also, there was a lot of, I don't know if you guys were, are aware of like the, the Sonny Liston fight, the, the famous phantom punch where, uh, he rematched Sonny Liston and he caught him. And there was such a debate around if he really hit him or not or if Sonny Liston took a dive on the rematch because the first time they fought, um, Ali pretty much demolished him. I mean, there was a couple rounds where I think Sonny Liston, I don't know if the the movie embellished or whatever, but they showed that he put something in Ali's eye. So he was kind of like hanging in there and getting beat up a little bit. But um, in the second, in the rematch, he sort of like just slept him. Right, and uh there was debate that like maybe the mafia was involved and sonny Liston took a dive but there's there's a lot of controversy he knocked out foreman you know there's just so much there's so much to his legacy well, he, he
2: was a great boxer he was a great boxer um 61 career fights 56 wins 37 by knockout mm. just five losses that's a that's a pretty nice career right there
1: yeah, and I misspoke when I was speaking on the 50th anniversary. It was actually Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Down that's what goes it was. Frazier. <laughs> the thrill of Manila and all that. Yeah, they, they, they fought the three, three big, times, three big fights. Yeah, man. Yep. That's a that's a great one to start it yeah, off. Yeah, that's I mean, a
2: really good one. I like that one, James.
1: He's he's definitely iconic in the history of sports. So that's that's a great start. So Graham has to be. What you got?
2: Well, we're gonna do our top five, right? Correct. So I kind of went with my favorite personal athletes and um. I'll just get it right out there, man. Barry Sanders. Uh, Love it. You know, I've watched Barry Sanders' whole entire career here in Detroit, and I cannot think of a better running back. I mean, been a football fan for a long time, and I've seen some great running backs. I even, you know, remember watching Walter Payton run, and to watch Barry Sanders come in and do what he did was just phenomenal. Um, the guy wasn't—he was five foot eight, two hundred pounds he looked like he wasn't even fit to be on an NFL playing field when you seen him against some of these big giants that were down on the field with him, you know, but yet he was so elusive, dude. He was so great. I mean, he was a 10 time pro bowler, six times all pro MVP eight, you know, 1989. He was AP offensive player of the year, 94, same way. Uh, Hall of fame. Uh, just a phenomenal career that Barry Sanders had, man. And I, I watched, Every game and you never knew with Barry Sanders what you were gonna get. You never knew if you were gonna get a five yard loss or you're gonna get, you know, a sixty yard tear for a touchdown.
1: Right. And the way he was able to make guys miss was just phenomenal. Oh, I I still recall the game that we went to, I believe it was uh there was four of us, and it was the game he actually eclipsed the two thousand yard mark. Yeah, against the, the New York Jets. Against the Jets, and it yeah. was the playoffs were on the line. It was playoffs. Else, yeah, right. It was also the same game Reggie Brown um, hurt his neck in. Yeah, that's right. It was a very iconic game. And it was actually, I just remember the Pontiac Silverdome being so live. And it really entrenched the love of football into me because it was just, it was great. So much was at stake. You got a, a, a season-breaking record by one of the all-time greats. And he retired just two years after that, which is crazy to me
3: still. I know.
2: And then, you know, there's this big debate about Emmitt Smith, who played longer. You know, everyone said, well, you know, if Barry had continued on and played, he probably would have had every record known for running back in the NFL. But yet, he just did it with dignity. I remember when Christian Akoya in his, uh he had a rushing record. You only need to get like a handful of yards to get the rushing title for the NFL, which is a pretty big accolade, right? He went to the bench and just sat there. He didn't even care about, he didn't want, you know, he wasn't about the titles and the he just wanted to win football games, you know, and that's the, and, and every time the guy scored a touchdown, he did the gentleman like thing and handed the football to the referee. He wasn't a showboat guy. And, yeah. and I just think, you know, those, you're going to hear some of my other athletes I chose here. And a lot of it's about the character, you know? So Barry Sanders to me, man, just, I mean, what a freaking amazing athlete. Um, I had an opportunity about seven years ago. I actually met him in person and uh, just of just as nice of a guy in person as you would imagine him, how he conducted himself on the field—a true gentleman, and uh, real low demeanor, but just a really humble man. You know, that's, no, that, I just love the guy.
1: That's awesome. And honestly, I I, I took him off my list because I knew he was going to be on yours. But oh, he's, yeah. he's definitely. That's why I have his jersey, have an autographed football. He is going to go down as he is my favorite football player of all time. Um, just just an iconic figure in Detroit, where. Let's face it, Lions football has not been at the pinnacle of anything in the last 50-some years, so we're, we're still hopeful. We're, st- we're still hoping that
2: eventually. As Charles Barkley would say, oh, man, that's terrible. That's just a terrible football team.
1: Let me tell you, Kenny, it's been terrible for a long, long time.
2: Guys are knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, where are we going? Are we bouncing back to
0: James? No, you gotta give my friend.
2: Why'd I do this to you, man? I'm so sorry, cousin. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. So oh. MJ,
1: his airness, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I was surprised that he wasn't on any of your guys' list, and he's probably on everybody's list. But it's undeniable. And like Kobe Bryant, to me, was like the Jordan for me growing up. But like going back and getting older, and going back and looking up MJ and watching, <clears throat> you know, I got to see his last, his later years and stuff like that. I didn't get to see, like, when he played the Pistons. Right. You know, but going back, I can really appreciate that, like how he had to beef up, put on muscle, because those guys kicked his ass, man. Yeah. From, I think, 87 to 90, the bad boy era, they really – Grandmaster B could probably talk about that, but that's, you know, it's crazy. You know, he won a national championship as a freshman at UNC under Dean Smith in 82, drafted by the Bulls in 84, third overall. I think Clyde Drexler came out that year, too. And um, that was, like, the big thing, like, who was going to go first. Uh, six NBA championships, you know, uh, two three-peats. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, a lot of his success, still, you got to give shots out to, like, Pippen, Rodman. You know what I mean? Like, those guys were, were staples on the Bulls teams, too. And then, you know what I found really weird, though, about the MJ legacy? And I didn't really think about it until I went back and watched The Last Dance on Netflix was when he went to play minor league baseball and he abruptly retired. Do you remember like the like he had gambling issues or something like that? Yeah. Did he
2: play didn't he play with the Chicago White Sox in their farm system or yeah, something like yep, that? Yeah, in their minor league yeah.
1: program. I think he did that for what? A year or two. Mhm. Um it's just interesting. It's something to think about, you know. It's like the greatest star of all time just abruptly retires. It just it
0: seems a little weird, but regardless but didn't his dad pass away or something? And he wanted to play ball because of his dad? Cause yeah. His dad liked baseball. What's crazy, yeah. though, is that he came right back and won a championship, though. Like, that's three of them. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's what's crazy. Normally, when you take off, I mean, that's why I feel like I, I should have talked about this earlier, but like, they took away Ali's fighting license when he, when he didn't go to the, the army and he lost a step when he came back. And anyone knows when athletes take time away from the game, when they, especially when they're in their prime. They usually lose a step, and Jordan came back and three-peated. So it's it's just that that blows my mind more than anything.
1: No, it's pretty phenomenal. And then, like, the third comeback was pretty anticlimactic with the uh, Washington Wizards. I mean, he was just a shell of himself. There was just, he had no business doing that. It's again, certain legends and, and guys that are at the top of their game for so long just not being able to let it go. I just, I wish he would have, but again, who am I? I'm just a guy rapping about my favorite athlete. So for MJ, that's it's That's a great pick, man. I like pro- that one a lot. Thank you. Um, you know, MJ, man, he's principal owner of the Charlotte Hornets, and he's also into racing, which I never knew. He's got the, uh, the 23XI or X1 racing of the NASCAR Cup Series. So that's kind of cool. I guess when you got bank like that, man, you can dabble in a little bit of everything. I'll
2: tell you what, you're right in the wheelhouse of something I actually took a note on. The highest paid athlete ever- Michael Jordan. he that, has a That net does w- not
0: surprise me. With
2: all of his endorsements, his net worth, get a load of this, guys, $1.6 billion.
0: Jesus. Wow.
2: That dude has got that much because he's, you know, you said he's got a, ties to, a, to a, a professional sports team. He's got endorsements from Nike. I mean, he's got so much money coming in. I mean, Hanes underwear, you name it. He's been on just yeah. about everything. McDonald's yeah. paid him royalties for a long time. His net worth is $1.6
0: Yeah, that's insane. He's, he's a beast. We Just for the audience out there, we just got food that came in from Wing Snob. So I'm trying to plug Wing Snob. I know they're not paying us, but- uh, Maybe one day they will. They might want to. Wing Snob, hook it up. Come on. That's, sh- that's sh- shouts awesome. Shouts out to Wing Snob. That's, Yeah, that's a free promo. Why not? Um, Yeah. We, I mean, we don't have to cut if you don't want to, or we could. It doesn't matter. We could just eat. We keep going. I mean,
2: what are we- Well, we're not number one, right?
0: Yeah. So- um, I still think, man, like, it's crazy. The reason why I didn't put MJ on my list, even though he's on my list, like, you know, in my head, is just because the first time I heard about Michael Jordan was Space Jam. Like, I wasn't really watching sports. It was just Space Jam was out. I was a kid. Everything about the whole aura of Jordan was amazing. And then he was fighting these aliens with the Looney Tunes. And then then I started watching the game, and you start hearing these, these stories about how great he was and how he can fly. And, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, well, sports family,
1: I mean, I've I seen you and Pops watching, you know, games all the time, every holiday, so I was intrigued at an early age, but I, I missed out, like I said, when they played the Pistons. I didn't understand the hatred there. Right. It was a crazy rivalry, so. And
2: the 90s had some really good sports happening, and, like, you're talking about, like, the the Bulls, the Pistons – you know, as a football fan, we had a Lions team that actually was competitive. Hmm. The Red Wings were winning Stanley Cups. I mean, there was so much we seen, you know, Troy Aikman, John Elway, I mean Joe Montana was still playing. Like these are all Hall of Fame ball players we're talking about. Right. Yeah. So it was it was a great time to be a sports fan in the, in the in the early mid nineties. Even if we were too young to remember everything, I mean now it's like, man, they're a flash in the pan. A lot of these players, they come and go in a few years, are gone.
0: No,
1: hundred percent.
0: All right, Jay, go ahead. Uh, who's your number two? So my number two is Habib Nurmagomedov.
2: My <laughs> friend, why you talk about me like this, man?
0: <laughs> Cousin, come on. If you watch UFC, you know who I'm talking about—the eagle. Um, I I believe he's the only fighter that's undefeated in the UFC and retired undefeated, which is, like, nearly impossible when it comes to MMA fighting. But um, from Russia, Dagestan, he's a beast. My friend, did you say uh, Kazakhstan? (laughs) Dagestan. Very
2: nice. Very nice. High
0: five. (laughs) (laughs) Is this dude from Russia? Yeah. With the name like Habib? Yeah. Come on. There's a place in Russia, man, where they're out there.
1: Jay, I want I want you to try to pronounce his middle name. Oh,
0: hell no. That, you know, <laughs> he, I left it out. A, is he a friend of Putin? <laughs> I left it out for a reason. Putin
2: loves me. He loves me.
0: Putin no, loves I left me. it out for a reason. He's a great a guy. I'm, you know what, though? I'll don't give it a run. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll get canceled. Can't do it. No. All right, so you give, guys... me,
2: give me his whole name again. It's it, it, He's a...
0: Habib. Habib. Nurmagomedov. Amaga Medoff, Nur Maga Medoff, Namaga Medoff. Yeah,
1: yo, I know we're we're cracking fun at this dude, but he is a he's
2: phenomenal a beast. Fighter, no, I mean dude. I I mean just pull him up. He's a monster, dude. Man. Dude, it's phenomenal insane athlete. what
0: he was able to do in the UFC, like just holding people against the cage, beating them up for five rounds. I mean, it, he mauls people. He he wrestled a bear when he was a kid. There's Come video. On. There's video on, on YouTube of him wrestling a bear. I could see his dad as he's a young kid. You will be a man. You will wrestle this fucking bear. That's exactly how he probably spoke
2: to him. That's crazy. Dad, I just kicked the shit out of that bear. Good job, my friend. Come on, let's go get another animal out of the woods. That's <laughs> yeah, freaking wild, dude. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. If, you, if you've never seen him fight, it's it's a sight. It's a sight. It's a sight. Wild wow, bear. Can you look directly at that? <laughs> Well, so
2: there's a hidden gem, right? There's a, there's an athlete I had no idea about because James, you follow a whole different level of sports. Mike and I are kind of in the traditionalist. I would say James dabbles into some of the stuff like, you know, that I normally don't pay much attention to. And here I find that this guy is a tremendous athlete.
0: Well, I also want to be clear too, is like a lot of my, a lot of my takes on things are not really, you know, they're not factual as far as like stats or things like that, because I don't, I don't know. I don't retain information like that. But, like, if you were to ask me what I remember about games, even if I'm watching NBA or, like, I saw Kobe's last game, I still remember him dropping all those points, and he was sucking in the beginning, but then at the end he was killing it. So, like, I can't – I couldn't tell you Khabib's biography, but this man, I've never seen somebody in the UFC fight the way he fights. There's, There's levels to wrestling, but he's definitely above all.
1: Yeah, and I think combat sports, like to your point, Grandmaster B, we we're traditional sports guys. Combat sports is like it's really taken off again. Boxing was huge back in the day, yep. around the Tyson era, because you got you had all the knockouts, the big heavy heavyweights. A lot of those guys are going to play traditional sports now, but I feel like now boxing and UFC are really on the come up, and they're at the forefront. And I really, I don't know, I just found like a newfound passion towards it. I I enjoy it. It's it's entertaining and. I got appreciation for the athleticism cuz I'm also a WWE guy. I know you guys pre- don't probably get into that, but I've been a fan since I was a kid, so I can appreciate the raw athleticism of these guys and what they're able to do. Um but this th- there's no fake in the UFC, dude. Like he handled Conor McGregor, they had their whole thing.
0: Well, that's that's what I was going to say too. Like you talk about like um, you know, wrestling and how I feel like wrestling one of the biggest things about that, even though I didn't get into it, a lot of it is storytelling and it's, you know, it's, um, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's entertainment. And, and I think what the UFC was able to do is sort of incorporate all of that. You know, it's, it's the, the draw of boxing, the, the entertainment of of wrestling, but it's in a cage and it's, it's basically mortal combat in real life. It's who's the best guy, throw them in a cage and see, you know, who wins. And, um, Me and my other friend talk about this all the time, but like boxing, what they're not doing anymore is a lot of times you have different fighters that are in the same weight class and they should be fighting for a championship, but they never fight. But in the UFC, if you want to know who the best middleweight is, you look at the champion. He's fought everybody in his division. Usually they they try to clean out the division and you know who the best, baddest motherfucker is in that division.
1: Yeah. You know what I find kind of weird though? Guys will take like years off at a time before they fight again. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I wish. I get it though. You know, you got to give your body time to recoup. And if you cleared everybody out in your division, I guess that's well-deserved. Um, you would want to see, I think they'd even be more mainstream if they can get these guys' faces out there publicly more. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I think yeah.
0: there's just so many fighters, though. It's like every given moment, there's a fight every Saturday. You know right. what I mean? And there's always a new star coming up. I know Usman just fought, and he's scheduled the fight again, I think, in June. Mm. He want, well, he wants to. He already, you know, so it's it's just crazy. Certain fighters fight more than others. And, but I feel you like the main stars you want to just see, keep getting in the ring. But I was, I was so sad when he could be retired because he was uh, 29 and 0. Mm-hmm. And well, that's insane. That's an insane record. He wanted to be 30 and 0. He told his dad, his dad passed away, um, before his last fight and his dad was his trainer.
1: I know he so, took that very, very difficult.
0: Yeah. It was, that he was, that was real hard on him. And, and everyone was wondering how that was going to, um, affect him psychologically when he went in his last fight because he was fighting a, a pretty good opponent, but he, he handled it without, without any trouble. Here's and- a
2: weird fact. Did you know that in every scene of the Fight Club, there is a Starbucks coffee cup? I know that's fucked up, but I'm just throwing it in there because we're talking about fighting and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And that is I, wild. It's, in every scene of the Fight Club, the movie, there is a Starbucks coffee cup. That so now, wild. when you guys see that movie, you're going to look for a Starbucks coffee cup.
0: Well, yeah. how did you come that's to that crazy. bigly very very
2: big <laughs> that is how loud. did you come to that dude listen i i i was digging deep for something and i found that so there we go i mean that's just something <laughs> totally off the freaking cuff uh, and i got a lot of more weird facts we'll get into those later if you want to but uh that's a great one
0: hey dude that's i'm gonna go watch, i'm gonna go watch fight club now and look at every star but i'm gonna count them but all hold right look
1: let me one 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 thing before you get going did you guys see mortal kombat yet
0: no, I have not. Did you? No.
1: Okay. No. We'll talk about it maybe next week. But you guys need to watch dude, it,
0: dude.
2: I'm. I look at. I'm an oddball. We already knew I was an oddball, but I am. No, you don't the, say. <laughs> hey, what are you kidding? <laughs> I'm probably one of the few guys you're ever going to meet that has not seen the Star Wars movie, dude. I'm not a Star Wars guy either. I'm though. not I'm a either. fan I'm of not, it. Did I'm you ever not. see any of the movies? Yeah. I mean, I've seen when like I was a kid. When I was
0: a kid, I did. I saw. I saw the first three, which is really like four five and six. I can't fuck it. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. Darth Vader was cool. Yeah, but dude, I just—it never was my thing. No, yeah. it's
2: just not my thing, man. So. You know what
0: took me out of it is everyone else seemed to know more about Star Wars than I did, and I'm like, aren't we watching the same shit? I'm like, it seemed like everyone in school had like yeah, the backstory, it, it, and I'm like, know, why? Man. We just saw the same movie. How do you know more about this universe than I do? Like, what the fuck is going on? Right, I'm How with you. You, you know I me, mean, dude. Like, I—I I can't. That's why I don't like sports. I don't feel like it's—it's it's that I don't like it. It's that I don't know anybody. So everyone gets together and they start talking. And they're like, yeah, back in the, when he did the, he did this, you know, how many yards he ran. And then he broke that. And then he broke his leg and came back. And I'm like, "What? who the fuck are You're you talking about? You're standing
2: there like, what? I still know people that are like my age are going to Comic-Con and dressing like this shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys, Man, get lost. Like, Come on.
0: <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah, I get yeah. lost when people, but what, you recommend it though, the movie? I do. It's It's good. I mean, there's mixed reviews on it because- that, that character,
1: Cole. The, the character and also like where it takes place. There's, and mm. it, the way it ends is, is kind of controversial to some people. So I really enjoyed it though.
0: Is you it know, a prequel was, or is it take place after yeah, the It were- definitely is a prequel. Oh, so they're we'll going to do that. another one. Yeah. Oh, okay. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. That's
1: all I'm going to say though. So all right. if you guys get a chance to check it out, I think you'd enjoy it and we can maybe talk about it at a different time. So be who you got second. Um, again,
2: this is in no order. Uh, I put Derek Jeter uh 20 season uh 20 seasons with one team another one of those kind of athletes uh, same type of character uh very humble uh finished his career with 3465 hits 1923 runs scored you know i mean this guy was just phenomenal i mean hall of fame inductee uh, ne- never played another position on the field but shortstop for 20 seasons in the big leagues
1: you know what else is bigley
2: though Bigley.
1: His roster of girlfriends he's <laughs> had. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, this dude oh, shit. this Je- dude has gotten it in. He was a player. Hey. Great dude, though. He never in trouble, though. Nothing like that. I mean, I'm talking about Mariah Carey, Tyra Banks. Get him. Um Jordana Brewster. Get him. Oh, she's bad too. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Alba. Mm. I mean, shall Dude, I continue? Vanessa am trying to have a serious
2: conversation about a freaking, <laughs> freaking great ball player, and you're picking off his freaking checklist. Brian, right. This, <laughs> this oh, is what no, we do, okay? <laughs> Grandmaster B, This is
1: serious. <laughs> no, it's a great it's a pick. Great. I'm not going to take away from his career because it's phenomenal, but his roster is also phenomenal. So I just had to throw that <laughs> out there. <laughs> well,
2: I'll, I will uh, attest to that. That's a that's a pretty nice list of people right there. One of the unique things about Derek Jeter, this is the kind of guy he was, and I heard this on another sports show, where Derek Jeter, whenever you went to his house, if you were a guest at his house, you had to leave your cell phones in a designated area in the house where you couldn't have them, no pictures, no none of that stuff. He was a very private guy. Interesting. And still is to this day. But uh, he's always been that kind of person. You know, he's a Michigan guy, Mike.
1: Yeah, 100%. uh, Kalamazoo, right?
2: That's right, man. Played minor league ball, uh, raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, But just, I mean, this is the kind of athlete that I've always kind of looked up to. You know, uh, rookie of the year, he hit three hundred, three fourteen. Just one of those kind of guys that you looked at um, and just played with the integrity. I remember taking my daughter... So he came to Comerica Park, obviously, his last season, and somehow my daughter and I ended up getting front row tickets right in front of the on-deck circle. Wow. And I've got this phenomenal picture of Derek Jeter that I swear I could frame this thing and probably sell it if I reprinted it. And he was just sitting there talking to us and stuff. I mean, he was really cool. He was popping his gum and stuff, and he was just you know warming up taking his you know on deck swings and stuff like that but just a really humble guy he got up to the plate and in the second pitch in he freaking drove one out for a base hit out the right field it was just like just just what a stud of an athlete so I mean I could have probably went on for a lot more different athletes but I had to narrow it to the top five so yeah I got Derek Jeter as my my number two guy.
1: No I think that's a great pick and talk about longevity consistency and the cornerstone to the Yankees dynasty. I mean, you think of the Yankees, you think of Derek Jeter for sure. So,
2: absolutely. You know, sometimes James into
1: those wings. I think he's digging in.
3: Jesus, (laughs) he couldn't
1: wait. It's all good though. I had to. Hey, we gotta do what we gotta do. Um, yeah, that's a great pick though. Again, I I I definitely second that. So, I actually got a ball player myself moving forward. So, I'm gonna go with Ivan Pudge Rodriguez Torres. Did you know he had Torres on, the last, on his last name?
2: Great player, Mike. Great, great player. Great, great. Phenomenal player. Fantastic.
1: So, I mean, this guy, I appreciated the grit. I was a big fan of his uh, when he was with Texas for all those years. Um, and I just remember seeing highlight after highlight on SportsCenter, him throwing guys out trying to steal. And fun stat, during his career, he had the, high, the best caught stealing percentage of any major league catcher at 45.68%. Versus a league average of 31%.
2: You mean he, this is a guy, I mean, throwing people out throwing at, people at out. second base. Yep, trying Dude, to steal. Dude, he had a cannon.
1: Which is hard to do. Oh, man. I mean, it's hard to do at any level, let alone the major leagues. You're almost at 50% consistently for your career. Um, he had nine seasons where he was, he had at least uh, 50% or higher. So it's, it's pretty amazing, man. Um, One-time Super Bowl champs with the Marlins. Obviously played in Detroit for a while. World he,
2: Series champs. I think you
1: said Super Bowl, bros. Did I say Super Bowl. I thought I said we're
2: talking about John Madden. We're not getting to the Super Bowl yet. we ain't talking about Brett.
1: You got me a little tickled, man. I'm sorry, a
2: little puckered up, man. Hey, man, we'll get to the NFL here in a minute, buddy.
1: Hey, boy, watch your tone when you're talking to Jerry Jones. You understand? Uh,
2: You know, uh, I ain't even going to go there, dude.
1: (laughs) So look, 21 years Hall of Fame career. I didn't know he actually had a, a, a political seat too. He did? Yeah, he represented Puerto Rico in 2017 and 2018. No
2: idea. James, slow down, man. You're going to choke over there. This dude is speechless right now. He's got like three wings stuck in his mouth. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) Slow down, big boy. Hell yeah. Yo, take a breath. Oh, uh, maybe all we right. should go back to me because James ain't going to get his number three pick in because he can't <laughs> talk. He's got his freaking mouth full. Yo, show, bro.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo,
1: wings and all. Who you got number three, oh,
2: brat? Yes. Come on, bring it. Um, Serena Williams? No. <laughs> That's a good pick, though. <laughs> Jesus, man. You
0: got me fucked. Oh, my God. No, oh, These wings are good, though. What flavor flavor you got? Lemon pepper. Ooh. They need to give us a, a sponsor, though. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Eventually we'll get some sponsors. All yeah, right. We so gotta start promoting. Um do we so got for number three? Since you guys are talking about baseball, and look, I'm not like so I chose my five differently. I didn't I didn't pick like my my favorite, but I picked people that came to mind. So I picked Babe Ruth. Did you ever see him play? Never. Wow. Never. Actually. You first couldn't time have I, seen him play, dude. You were mm, way too young. Yep. Never, ever. But.
2: But a very impressive, very impressive career.
0: That's what I'm saying. I remember him being so, I mean, he was talked about for so long. Um, plus that movie came out with John Goodman. And yep. I just remember that being a big thing. Everyone talking about Babe Ruth. Just his name. First of all, who the hell is named Babe? Must know. be a stud. Do you, do you know his real name? Wasn't it Ruth? George <laughs> Herman. George Herman. No, George it's not. Herman
2: Ruth Jr.
0: George Herman Ruth, Babe Ruth. Um, I heard he first gained fame as a pitcher, though. Actually, interesting. Even though he was uh remembered for hitting like seven seven hundred fourteen home runs. Here's a, here's an interesting fact on Babe Ruth. We just talked
2: about Michael Jordan having a universal. You know, how much money that guy was worth? We were talking like yeah, what was it one billion point something billion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was uh, Michael Jordan is one point six billion. Babe Ruth's net worth when he was around. Ready for this? Yeah. Sign of the times.
0: Eight hundred grand.
2: Oh my God! Unbelievable! We got players making that in like a you know couple games
0: now. That's wild. Yeah, but here's let me ask you guys something because this comes up a lot. People like that I used to hang out with that I probably still hang out with, but in New York, they bring up the fact that like if Babe Ruth was in this time, would he be as good? I don't know, man.
2: You got athletes now are
0: just Mexican.
2: Well, they're not just. <laughs> See mexico <laughs> Fantastic. We're not going to talk about Mexico. Dominican. Man, listen, no, any, listen, man.
0: I think it's a different era. No Spanish At, people played back athletes then.
2: Athletes are different now, man. No
0: black people played back then. No, you guys they different didn't. Athletes. There was a they whole
1: different it. dynamic. whole different
0: dynamic. Yeah. yeah, when it's white against white, it's different. Absolutely. So <laughs> your, your, your
2: question is, do you think he would be as good in today's era?
0: I'm saying him going up against somebody, you know, like a, know, that's, Mike, that's a little bit more athletic i mean
1: it'd be interesting to see it's like one of those um dream matches you would like to see him versus um him pitching against like bryce harper or something like that uh you know what i mean it'd it'd be crazy dream that's right you're killing me smalls
0: when i think of babe Ruth, i think all the good quotes from sandlot though (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's just weird when you think about like comparing eras yeah, because you have to factor
1: in, like, the times. You have to factor in the style of play. Like, a lot of people factor in, like, the bad boys era to, like, now where it's all, like, run and shoot type stuff. Right. There is literally no defense being played. Huh. People flopping all over the place. You know what I mean? So,
0: I don't know. It's just I, it's... crazy when I bring up an athlete from that far away, like, that long ago, though. We are talking about, we can talk about different eras from 10 years ago, but we're talking about before sports was even integrated, before we even had black in uh, just different races, dude. In even, even
2: going back to your first pick, Muhammad Ali, there was a race barrier going on in that time frame too. You think about it. I mean, the two out of the three he just picked are really unique people.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, and sure. I think
2: it's a, those are some very good examples right there.
0: I'm trying, man. You no, know. you're doing
2: awesome. <laughs> you're doing
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man.
2: All right, Grandmaster B, who you got? Um. Okay. So back to my list here. Um. All right, so this is a local guy, um, Chris Spielman. I know people are going to say, why Chris Spielman? But I'll tell you why, like, Chris Spielman, because he had the grit. He was kind of like the underdog, came out of Ohio State. Um, you know, he was playing in, in in the time frame where there were so many big linebackers in the NFL, and uh, he had gone through a lot of personal trial and tribulations. He lost a wife uh, to breast cancer, yet he still prospered through some of that. Um, just a good motivational guy, good locker room person. I remember when he played with the Detroit Lions. Uh, he was like, he was like that guy that had the grit, you know, like the uh, Romanowski type, you know, like he was the old school linebacker.
1: Yeah, the big, you know? the big neck bar, the big
2: neck bar, like the Mike Singletarys. You know, those are the kind of guys I used to watch and go, man, he's got. To- You know they're just phenomenal athletes, but they they, he wasn't the biggest guy, but he played with so much freaking heart, dude.
3: Yeah,
1: and I
2: just loved watching him perform. I mean, he was just one of my favorite guys. Here's a crazy thing: I got his jersey signed by him, and because I was lucky enough to see Barry Sanders at the same time at a uh, at a training camp, Barry Sanders signed Chris Spielman's jersey. You know what Barry said to me? He's like, "Why am I signing his jersey?" I'm like, "Because I don't have yours, dude." He goes. All right, I'll sign it anyways. I swear to God, I got a Chris Spielman jersey with a Barry Sanders and Chris Spielman autograph on it.
1: Well, that's two of your favorite athletes, so I guess it goes hand in hand. Absolutely, it's cool. dude.
2: I loved him for what he, what he did. I liked how he played the game. He was like an old soul that just went out there and played old school smash, smash mouth football. Um, you know, he, he wasn't like the greatest, you know, linebacker ever. He's probably never going to see Canton, but uh, it was just the way he played the game. You know,
1: yeah. a certain tenacity, and he actually uh, graduated from Washington High School in Maslin, Ohio, which is a huge, huge football town. Um, is they, it?
2: Yeah, they got a lot of uh, a lot. lot of schools out there. Yeah, Maslin
1: of- Maslin's big. If you look up high school football, it's it's at the top of the charts for sure. Wow. Ohio actually, um, our youth organization played a, uh, a tournament down there, and we got our asses handed to us. They take football very, very seriously down there. So uh, I think that's where Chris Spielman got some of his grit from. Um, And he's also, you know, in the front office with the Lions. Hopefully he can help them out. And I love when he's on commentary because you know you're going to get it straight. You know what I mean? He's a straight shooter. He tells it how it is. That's what
2: I'm talking about. It's kind of like he's still in the game when he's doing commentary. He knows what's going to happen. He'll tell you, like, why ain't the linebacker cutting in on this part of this, you know, this drive right here? He should move himself over. Like, he's a coach and he, does, he he's probably eventually going to be coaching, but I'm glad he's an advisor with the Detroit Lions right now because we need a guy like that. Um, but, yeah, so I know that's kind of my wild card pick right there. But, uh, yeah, Chris Spielman, man, he's always been one of my favorite athletes of all time.
1: No, that's a great one. And then staying with the Detroit Lions, um, Calvin Megatron Johnson, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Huh?
1: I just a a physical specimen. I'd never seen anybody that had that size, speed, and and those kind of hands. I didn't know what to think coming out of college because I didn't really pay much attention to him until his senior year. I got his jersey on my wall though. I was a super fan. And another one, the career ended too soon. Uh, Only three playoff appearances, never won a playoff game. Um, I think that's a detriment, not to him, but the, the organization, you know, I think, had he been somewhere else, I think we're talking about him as like one of the best of all time. And for me, he's one of my favorites because I actually, I got the tickets from you. We went down to, to watch the Miami Dolphins play, the Lions, or no, I'm sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals. And he caught a freaking um, a, a, he caught a catch, Stafford threw him over like 50 yards, brought it down for a touchdown. My son was a super fan ever since then. It's just one of those moments you can't make yeah. up, and, and he was just, a
2: special athlete, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's debatable, you know, with the Hall of Fame thing. I know we talked about it at length sometimes, but to me, like if you if you're that gifted and you're able to do that with
2: what you have to work with, I mean, I think it's warranted. you know there was a there was a debate about me personally at, at one point, I was like, I don't think he's Hall of Fame material, and then. I realized how wrong I was because when you look at his stat sheet, Mike, and you look at 11,600-plus receiving yards, 83 touchdowns, 730-plus receptions, when you start stacking those stats up against any Hall of Fame receiver that's already in Canton, I mean, a guy was a shoe-in. And, that, and I, because I kind of forgot about Kelvin Johnson, just to your point, the way he kind of drifted out, like he just – you know, left the team and it was like another Barry Sanders like situation in Detroit. One of our greatest athletes just walks away from the game and Calvin Johnson was like that. And so I didn't realize how much of those stats I missed until I looked them up. And I was, I stand corrected. I'm like, this guy had to be in the Hall of Fame. That's why he was a first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times they're they're down in games, so like people talk about the garbage yards, which are probably true. But that still. was me.
2: I was like, well, Stafford was throwing a bunch of garbage yards, and the people that were throwing to him. But it's really not true because he did a lot of that on his own.
1: Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent I mean, you look at like games like the Dallas game where he's catching balls over three guys, and and when they played New Orleans and they're putting uh, they're double teaming them, triple teaming them on the goal line. That's never been done before for one single wide receiver to me that's something special it's he's he's like a pioneer because of his god-gifted ability you know unreal what I mean? man so yeah he was just a special player so many highlights great moments wish we could have done more with them but you know i know he's in he's in the bud business now so yeah oh, he's yeah.
2: instead of catching balls he's catching bongs <laughs>
1: he's catching the buzz hey i ain't mad at him that's a big For business shizzle, now my nizzle. you know i don't smoke <laughs> but hey to each their own man that's a big business so hey yeah man and and when you're in the nfl dude you're getting your ass kicked day in and day out. Do you, man. If that yeah, you makes you make feel money. good, yeah. yeah. make yeah. your money, feel good. You know, you've put your life on the line for an organization to, to make bank off you, basically. So Right. Hey, do what you got to do, man. Does
0: he live in Michigan still? I know
1: he has businesses here. I'm not sure if he lives here. He's from, I believe, Georgia.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, he can make some money off the bud business out here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Six-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro. Yeah. Good pick, Mike.
0: Thank you. It
1: could have been so much more, though. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing that, yeah. again, with Barry Sanders, same thing. Like, what could have been? You know, that's, that's just a lingering thing. But um, all right, Jay, what you got at four,
0: sir? All right, so number four is Floyd Mayweather. Nice. Whoa. You know? Number three most highest paid athlete. He's a monster. Yeah. Did, did you fact check that?
2: It is. Net worth of $540 million. Wow.
0: Dude. And I didn't even know you were going to pull Floyd in. The crazy thing is, so he was 49-0, and 0 which, again, unbelievable in boxing. Um, and he fought, he came out of retirement to fight Conor McGregor, and he was promised at least $100 million for that fight. That's amazing. $100 million. Can you believe that? I thought I read something on his when
2: he... He's guaranteed when he was fighting like $30 million a fight. Jeez. I mean... Unbelievable kind of money.
0: yeah. Now, and the hype
2: that came with it, you know, I mean, the guy has an entrepreneur of people. When he fought, he brought in big money. Vegas, yeah. pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, he always said, like, you know, whether you hate me or love me, you're going to watch me. Yeah. And that was his thing. I mean, he wanted to be the bad guy because he realized that people would pay just to see him lose. And that brought in so much money. So
2: is is he retired now or he he, is retired but he's
0: actually fighting in june he's fighting logan paul who i don't know you probably don't know who logan paul is but he's a youtuber okay he's a youtuber that got famous um he's now like an influencer he has a podcast as well he he seems like a pretty good dude actually um his brother jake paul just fought in that thriller event okay um yeah yeah, so they're brothers they both got famous that way through youtube so he's coming out of retirement to fight Logan Paul, and I actually misspoke. I think it was a couple episodes ago. I said this dude weighed, weighed uh, he weighed 200 over 200 pounds, and I was bugging. But Logan Paul, I believe, weighs 190, around 190, and Floyd weighs around 150. Yeah, he's so, not a big guy, but no. he's quick. He's, dude, it, so fast. He, he fought Canelo. I think Canelo was he, way heavier than him, or at least walks around heavier than him. He made Can- Canelo look like an amateur.
2: So, like you mentioned, Muhammad Ali, yep, one of your all-time favorites. Yep. Where would you you got them on equal level, or do you have one above another because they're different? That's the weird generations, thing. but they're both great at what they what he did, Muhammad Ali, and what Floyd has done.
0: Well, that's the thing, man. And I'm not a historian, like I said. Like it's weird, man. I, I don't remember a lot of facts. Like you could tell me your name if I just meet you, and I'll remember how you made me feel, but I'll forget your name almost two seconds later. But like I, I just remember every time I watch Muhammad Ali fight, and all these videos that I watch, just the way, just how charismatic he is. It's insane. And I think over time, I didn't like Floyd when I first, uh, you know, saw him. I didn't like him in interviews. I didn't. There was something about him I didn't like, and I didn't realize that. Sometimes when you don't want to like somebody, you don't allow yourself to see the greatness. And that's, you know, it's it's biased, but it is what it is. But I did realize over time, he is the best defensive fighter ever. Like, there's never going to be another Floyd Mayweather, I don't think, ever, the way that he dodges punches. I mean, they got they got this dude in slow motion, just what he's able to dodge. It's almost as if he sees things in slow motion. It's amazing. It's unbelievable.
1: That's like we talked about the other day that Canelo ever... Canelo Alvarez fight. Right. Great defense on display. He was actually throwing that one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I remember seeing Floyd throw punches like that.
0: Yeah, because I remember um, reading that Floyd... See, because I got on Floyd late as well. But earlier in his career, he was supposedly knocking dudes out, and then he broke his hands, or his hands got brittle or something, and he had to figure out a new strategy. So he was a lot more aggressive earlier on and then couldn't use his hands as much, so he played the hit and not get hit game. And um that's that's also another testament to what kind of champion you are when you, you face adversity and you have to figure out how do I overcome this. Yeah. But um what do you think about the uh the Logan Paul fight? Like what, what what are your real thoughts on that?
1: I'm really interested. Um I find it interesting that he's gonna put his legacy on the line. Like why would you I guess but he's you know, maybe he sees it as easy money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a, a easy bag to get and I'm just gonna go ahead and grab it. Yeah. Um, I really I guess we're all gonna watch just for the the mere fact that it could happen. You know, it's physically possible that Logan drops him, right? But there's like a a point a zero percent chance that he's gonna do it. So right.
0: what would um, you be happy with though? Like what what if you if you could be really entertained in that fight, how how does that fight go for you where you're like because, I mean, we just watched a crazy card last week. Uh, I want to talk about that later, too. I don't think we had that on the yeah, agenda, that's... but I think we should touch on that a little bit, just how crazy the night was.
1: No, I did have that on there, because there's a oh, few things on there that we, we definitely need to talk about. But, yeah, um...
0: okay, so, so, I mean, you know, we've obviously we were entertained. We know what good fighting is, but how would you be the most entertained in that fight?
1: I guess I don't want to see no BS, because I think when Floyd and Conor fought, I feel like after a while, Floyd was kind of just baiting him. Yeah. I feel I like got Connor that too. put up a good show. Like he tried, you know what I mean? But I think there was like almost a, it wasn't fixed, but there was a kind of like a gentleman's thing. Where, All right, we're not going to
0: try to kill each other here type deal. Yeah. Um, Floyd definitely carried him, you're saying, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I just, I don't want to see no BS like that. Um well, do you I would think like that he's going f- to? Like- I would like to see Floyd knock him out, be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, that would be cool, yeah. I, the thing is, it's crazy because I actually like Logan Paul. I think he's a respectable dude. He's a yeah. hell of an athlete, too. I actually saw a video because I was watching Joe Rogan, and he mentioned it. So I saw a video with him um, wrestling, I think it was Paulo Costa from uh, UFC. Okay. He's a huge dude. And I think Logan Paul wrestled in high school. He is a hell of an athlete, like naturally. Well, and he's not like a little dude either. He's no, tall. he's he's like one ninety. Yeah, he's like one ninety naturally. And I was just telling uh, Grandmaster B here that Floyd Floyd sits at like one fifty. Um, small guy, yeah, but, compared but, to
2: some of these other boxers. But
0: Canelo was sitting heavy when they fought, and he didn't touch Floyd. So, no, and he tried too. He he was swinging. And um, I've never seen Canelo look like that. Obviously, he was a lot younger, but still, I think he was, like, 30-0. and 0. He had never they, been they beaten. Were, they were both
1: undefeated at that time. He yeah. was in Mexico, and Floyd Floyd still fought him down there. Dude, so he, he had, made like, him everything look, against dude, him. He you made him never, look like an amateur.
2: You never underestimate the small guy. I could tell you a story about when I got my ass kicked in school, man. there's this one guy, I was, you know, I was bigger than him, so I could tease him, so I thought. He was a string bean. This guy was... It's kind of, like,
0: kind of like me, right? Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> a little bit like James. He was, just, he, was, he was so skinny, he
2: had one stripe on his pajamas. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I, I kept aggravating this guy, and he just beat the living shit out of me, dude. And, and And there goes to show you that, like, you never underestimate the, the, the small guy because they're fast, they're quick, they're mobile. This dude had me in a headlock, and he was just wailing on me, man. I was calling uncle. Dang. I'm like, I can't do it, man. It's like he just He taught me a lesson, so you never underestimate the small guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Floyd be the same way. The dreaded little man syndrome. That's right. I mean, you can't
2: do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it just brings the best of someone out. I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know, man. I'm just excited for this fight just because it's, it's history. It's, it's another one of these things. I I hope, I agree with you. I hope it's not just like a fake, you know, one person carrying another person. But I kind of think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't think Floyd wants to go out there and knock him out right away because that's not going to be worth his money. So he might carry him a little bit. Well, if he
1: carries him to the second round and puts him down, I'd be okay with that, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: that'd be cool. That'd be cool.
1: Um, but if, yeah, he don't want to tarnish his legacy. That's that's the bottom line. So right, um, that's a great pick, though. I, huge Floyd Mayweather fan. I know a lot of people aren't because of his style, but definitely belongs in, in somebody's list and one of the best of all time no matter what. So Grandmaster B, who you got next?
2: Um, I went with Steve Iserman, another, another guy here from, uh, you know, playing career here all with Detroit. Um, just loved how he played the game another one of those those hockey players with the grit uh team captain you know just the way he now now he's obviously uh what he's a general manager now with the with the red wings yes sir um he just has that it factor you know kind of looks like you a little bit mike with the glasses on you you know the steve eiserman look with the the glasses you ever see him now yeah when he does the interviews and stuff yep he looks so studious um, I'm a little darker than Stevie. White, yeah, though. Well, you just came back from Florida too. So yeah, true that, but no, I mean, just, I, just his playing career was special. I, I remember there was a point in time where the Red Wings were actually thinking about trading Steve Iserman and oh. that was just disrupting the whole city. Like, how could you get rid of a guy that's given so much the team captain? And there was some bad years, but then, you know, with Scotty Bowman coming along and, and, uh, just, I don't know, man, he just was a special hockey player to me. And I'm not the biggest hockey player. Fan, but just those years when Steve Eiserman was playing and, you know, the grind line and all the people that they had there, it was just, it was a special time and in, in watching Red Wing hockey. So, I, another one of those guys that can go on for a long time talking about all his stats and stuff, but I think we all know what he's done and accomplished. Uh, definitely one of my favorite all time yeah athletes.
1: He was the captain, man. And again, you talk about character, just a guy that presented himself the right way, always did the right thing. Uh, that's very, right. very humble. Um, I remember the famous goal against the St. Louis Blues. I think it was in like triple double or triple overtime.
2: Look at you pulling the stuff out of the stat book, bro. Yeah, I swear
1: I didn't write this down. I no, got this is good. Pulled no, up, I mean, it's it's awesome. That's one of those iconic moments where you'll never forget as a kid. Like, yeah. and we used to go out there. They used to I grew up in this townhouse uh, you know, place and they used to freeze the the tennis court. so we all play hockey out there. I remember that. And uh We'd try to, like, mimic that where you just – you score, you hit the fuck off the crossbar, and you try to – you know what I mean? Relive those moments. It's just one of those things I'll never forget. He was uh, he was iconic in Detroit sports, and I'm hoping – God, Detroit sports are so bad right now. Terrible. I just – I hope he can do something with the hockey team because um, I think it was, what, 25 straight years they they made the playoffs?
2: Yeah, it was a hell of a run, man.
1: And I think it turned out to be a detriment because, like, they, they pushed for that to keep that streak alive as opposed to trying to build the team the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's set them back a few years. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's a great pick though. Actually. Um,
2: did you have Steve Eiserman down too?
1: He would, he would have been, he would have been yeah, one. But, okay. Yep. Yeah, but you know, it's good talk because the, we share, I can add somebody else
0: to the list. I actually have his Jersey right over there. He's one of the only names that I know. Cause I don't even watch sport. Like I had a, I had two friends that I hung out with when I was around ten years old, and that was when I first moved to Michigan. Yeah, his name, Osgood's name as well, but they, their names were always floating around, and just the wings in general were floating around. It's crazy. This, like, was, this was hockey town, bro, for yeah. a long, long oh, time. Yeah, dude. They, just I mean, dominating. they got me wanting to play hockey, and I didn't even like hockey. But I, <laughs> I was like, I'll be the goal. The goalie looked like the coolest player because he had them big ass pads on the legs, where like you just. Those You're, are
2: the those are the guys who got their ass kicked the most. Yeah, you you bro, wanted to yeah. be the goalie,
0: you, well, because all you had to do was just stand there, and I figured the goal was mad small, so I'm like, oh, I'll just stand in front of this shit. Next thing you know, that puck is <laughs> that puck is heavy as hell and it hurts, yeah, dude. I'm especially like, Damn. When that puck is frozen, man. Yeah, no, oh, no, nah, nah, it out. wasn't, wasn't fun. I, I've
1: seen guys get hit in the grill with with a puck. Like oh yeah, bleeding all over the place, oh, losing God. teeth. Yeah, those guys take the mask off. Their girls probably screwed up, man. Do you remember,
2: like, the Bob Probert fights and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Remember? I mean, that was when hockey seemed to be so much fun. And these guys would just go out there, and they would just go all out. Now it's like, you know, you touch me, it's a penalty. And then they, they softened it up.
1: Well, I mean, nothing against, like, I think foreign athletes are great. Like, to your point with baseball, though, it's it's less recognizable to the
2: American person. Especially when they're wrestling a fucking bear. Right. <laughs> I mean, <that> was... <laughs>
0: you mean Eisenman didn't do that? No, he didn't. No, Rod He's Marinelli did, though. He did? Yes.
1: Get out he of looked, here. Looked that That's a whole up. different conversation. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back to that one day. <laughs> Former Lions coach
0: apparently wrestled a bear. Too. Oh, shit. All right. He's yeah, got, got some competition out we, there. He should have retired so, too soon.
1: And meanwhile, uh, Bullrad wrestled his boy on a <laughs> Yeah. He's an asshole.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dude,
2: yeah. that's crazy. I had no idea about that one, Mike.
0: Yeah, for sure, wow. man. Wow. That's wild. It's crazy, Dude, man. I saw somebody in the stands get hit. I went to a hockey game when I was a kid. It was a... Uh... It wasn't professional, though I don't think, but it was a Manitoba Moose. I was in Canada, way up there in Winnipeg.
2: The hell were you doing up there?
0: Ah, uh, you know, long story. You were visiting
2: a girlfriend.
0: <laughs> nah, oh. well, I was only like nine years old. My dad took me out there. Oh, he was okay. visit- He was visiting a girlfriend. Ah, yes. Was
2: her name Pamela? <laughs> if I ain't back in thirty minutes, come and get me.
0: It was ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, um, but I saw this dude. This dude took a. He took a shot at the goal came all the way up into the stands and hit somebody in the face in our row dude that's why now at at the
2: pro sports baseball they got the netting going around they've got the even at the nhl hockey games they got the netting going all the way around
1: my point was though with the nhl there's a lot of different players i don't think they're as recognizable here right so i think the sport kind of takes a hit you know what i mean similar to baseball like miguel cabrera He's going to go down as one of the greatest hitters of all time. He loves to hit, but in the media, he's <laughs> Big not, Poppy. he's not necessarily the easiest to talk to. Right. So right. I think that has a, you know, an impact on his legacy here, but, and it shouldn't because of his play, but at the same time,
0: you need guys that are marketable. That's the so. thing. Yeah. You, you That's what took me out it's of such football.
2: A, yeah. It's such a diverse, I think, to your point, Mike, like obviously Canada, you're, you're getting a lot of the hockey players coming out of there. It's. Mm. Their national past, you know, they, they just love hockey in Canada. So you get a lot of these players coming out of Russia. Right. Uh, it's crazy, man. And like baseball, it's so diversified right now. I mean, it's rare to get a guy coming out of a college here in the States that makes it to the big leagues. I mean, yeah. it's probably like 70% all other than 30% what's here. So well, I, yeah. t-
0: I talk to Philly about this all the time, but what took me out of football for so long is like, you don't see the players' faces. So unless you're watching all the time, you don't really get a sense of who they are. You yeah. know, they're just they're a bunch of jerseys and helmets. That's all I see from the field. So it's kind of hard. You, gotta, you can't James personalize James, I always saw them.
2: you look at their butts, though.
0: Yeah, well, you know, they, I mean, listen. I recognize that guy by his ass crack. Say, like, hey, this guy might <laughs> squat. The tight end was the first position I learned about, you know Very what Very I mean? nice. <laughs> That's
2: nuts, dude. Hey.
0: hey, great pick, Stevie Y.
1: So I'm going to go with my fourth selection. This is going to throw you guys for a loop a little bit, okay? Just prepare yourself. Let's do it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Whoa. He's one of my favorite athletes of all time. Okay.
2: I I guess I guess he would be an athlete.
1: Dude, he was a national champion at the University of Miami as a defensive end, so, I mean, he's he's an athlete, dude. I actually heard that. Yeah. And you look at what he's been able to accomplish in the ring, in the movies, like, He's just a superstar, man.
2: That's a good pick though. I mean, yeah. it's different. I wouldn't, I see, we don't see each other's lists, so we don't know what we're each other's gonna say, and that's yeah. a good one.
1: Yeah, I just, I feel like he's where he started, and his dad was a crazy, he was a wrestler, he's got uh, football players in the family. Um, What's
2: next, fucking Uncle Rico? <laughs> No, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> Come on, man.
1: But tell me, who's who's a bigger superstar than The Rock though, man?
2: Dude yeah. is making bank. I mean, he's got his own TV show.
1: But it all started movies.
2: Yeah, no. He, he
1: even went to the Canadian League. He got he didn't get drafted. You know, that was his dream to be a football player. He went to Canada, was miserable. There's a story about like how much he had like no money left and took this took a wrestling on a whim and tried it and became this megastar in the WWF and the rest is history dude he just him and like Stone Cold Steve Austin were the top two guys and they took it to like a whole new level where there was major crossover with artists and uh, mainstream media Now this guy's going to fucking run for president. So Uh, Isn't it crazy? It's amazing to me. You got
2: all these people now that, you know, they celebrities, now they're going into politics and stuff like that. But you are such a big wrestling fan. I remember this as, you know, you were a younger guy, like the WWF, and, you know, all those different characters, and The Rock was a big one. Man, those guys stay in shape, man. He's a big
1: dude. No, he's huge. And when he was in uh, WWF, like, he wasn't even that big. Like, he got huge when he— you know went to hollywood
2: right when he went to hollywood what's the what's the movie that i'm trying to think of uh well, there was
1: scorpion king um he did uh the game plan hercules driver san andreas rampage
0: uh he played uh luke Hobbs in fast and furious there you go yeah. there you go that's when he he was huge monster man. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: he's built man
0: well he even was... in that movie with kevin hart was it the cia movie oh yeah what was that called that was funny it was actually kind of funny yeah <laughs> Yeah, I got a kick out of that one. He's that, a funny dude. Him too. and Kevin
1: Hart got a cool relationship, man. Those two are fucking nuts. They like vibe the, real good
2: with each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel they, like yep. The Rock that's, that's is a like. Cool pick. He's like the next uh, version of like Arnold in a way, I feel like, with the way he's making movies and has like a great personality. I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the cookie down now. <laughs> yeah. He's like the new age Arnold, man. He's, he's like a bodybuilding type dude, you know? He's solid. Yeah. I mean, he,
1: charismatic. Mm-hmm. He's got the physique, got the tools, man. He's just. I don't know. Did you say he's he a has dude. a tool? <laughs> I didn't say the tool. He said he's got the tool. He probably does have a tool, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably getting in, man, but, you know.
2: Hey, Dwayne. Uh, are you more than 5'8"? I'm with him, though. I like Poon Tang pie, man. They call him
0: Grandmaster D. <laughs> if you smell what the rock's cooking.
2: Dude is forty eight years old, man, and you look him up, man. He, he is like he's in great shape. He man. looks like I mean, he's thirty eight. But dude, you know, I always said this. Like, this is something like my wife and I've always talked about. If you were a Hollywood celebrity, you got dietitians, you've got oh, trainers, yeah. you've got the money, you've got everything. You know, if you wanted to get your body sculpted, you know, you know like these Hollywood celebs, and that's a whole different conversation. Like, some of these people, man, they get so deep with you know cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Dwayne. Johnson is like that. I just think this guy is just a gym rat. He's still a beast. He stays in good shape. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an exception to the rule. But some of these dudes, man, they still try to look like they're 30 and they're like 60. You think right? he's on Roy's though? I don't, dude, I don't think so. He looks like, I mean, he may have been on roids at He's one time. He's huge. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if there was a cycle here and there, because this dude's like abnormally huge. But yeah. I don't want to start rumors or nothing like that. But I,
2: I wouldn't That's put past him. That's a rumor that be... has no substance. Tell me the rule which call. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think. Uh, don't be fake news, Mike. Right, right, right. No fake news. <laughs> no
0: fake news. Well, it's not that big of a, I mean, Stallone was on roids. Like, yeah, we, you, people know, do we, it, we you know, we know they do it. Yeah, I mean, Arnold it is was what on it is. Him.
1: You want to get jacked for a film. I mean, but I think if anybody was going to do, do it legit i think it would be him you know what i mean yeah i think he's just that type of personality um
2: yeah his new show is called young rock
1: yeah i watched a few episodes it's pretty pretty cool because there's some wrestling dialogue in there and stuff like that what's that about it's like a younger version of him i think
2: it's his life story being told yeah isn't that kind of right yeah. mike is We're... there an
1: actor playing him well he actually plays it but he's like there's a younger kid playing him i believe they
2: found someone that looked like him when he was little or something
0: yeah. oh wow yeah Oh, so it's like an autobiographical. Yeah, it's kind of that's like his cool. life yeah. as it
2: was, you know, kind of evolving to where he became what he is. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool, man. That's a good one, dude. Very I'm really, funny. I mean, that's that's one of those Mike unique ones right there. But you're right, him and Kevin Hart got a really cool relationship. I've seen yeah. those guys on TV, and uh, they crack each other up, man. Yeah, they're I, good for each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a good. Good working relationship, and I hope they do more projects together, man, because they're hilarious.
2: All right, man. So where are we at now? Are we, right. on, are we finally on five? Or are we yeah. still, We're still? we on five. James, you started us, man. You got to lead us back off to the, to the fourth quarter here. Let's get it done. All right, right. so this
0: is going to be my least knowledgeable pick. Oh, boy. But I, but, <laughs> but I chose this because, you know, every once in a while, you hear something about somebody, and then you want to dig deeper in that, and you're like, whoa, whoa I want to know more about this person. And um, so I picked uh, Billie Jean King, who is a tennis player, female tennis player. Yep. Um, She's won 39 Grand Slam championships overall in singles, doubles, and mixed doubles, including 12 Grand Slam singles titles. Um, She's the founder and first president of the Women's Tennis Association. She threatened to boycott the 1973 U.S. Open if equal prize money was not awarded. So she's like an advocate for equality Pioneer. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not really like big on things like that too much, not to sound like a bigot or whatever, but I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm all for equality, but I think that sometimes, you know, it's like if you're not, you know, you got these guys in the UFC even screaming about not making money. It's like, but if you don't sell the tickets, you're not going to make the money. Mm-hmm. So, but I just think that for her standing up for what she believes in is so important. And she was really good. And also, like, you know, they just came out with this movie not too long ago called Battle of the Sexes, which was about her um, facing Bobby Riggs. Um, I think he was saying something like I can, you know, women shouldn't be in the sport and I could beat I could beat them now. And this was after he retired and she actually won. So it's I don't know. I just think she she's like quoted with saying that pressure is a privilege. So she like thrived with pressure. She loved it. A lot of great athletes do. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just there's just so many things that I heard about her, and I was just like, wow, I want to read up on this person. She just she seemed very important to to just athletes in general, especially for women.
2: Big advocate for diversity and stuff like that. So she's really big into to what she's done. Uh, She's been. she created a, a women's sports foundation back in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and I'm not the biggest tennis fan, but, you know, that's another one of those hidden picks that just James pulls out. Yeah. And here we are. You know, we're talking about somebody. You start looking at 39 Grand Slams, uh, 20 Wimbledon titles. Isn't Wimbledon like one of the biggest
0: exactly. tennis Exactly. Tournaments
2: that, that's out there.
0: In the yeah. U.S. Open
1: four titles in the U.S. Open
0: too. Phenomenal, man. It's crazy. That's really good. Yeah, she's just a beast, and I just I just like her attitude. You know, they they. Yeah. I, yeah, he was there. Was like a reporter asking, like, you know, when these people say these things about you, like, women should be in the kitchen, and why are you in the sport She just says it just puts more pressure on me, and I love pressure. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, just to say that, and have that attitude is is like, you know, that's how champions win.
1: Yeah, 100%. So I just,
0: I don't know. I, I had to pick her. I mean, there's a million people I could have chosen, but I kind of just wanted to go with people that stood out to me, you know, for yeah. different reasons. Well, yeah, the,
1: the douche thing to do would be like to pick the hottest athlete or something like that, but that, that's really intellectual, man.
0: I'm actually pretty impressed with that one. I that's wanted to go cool. with Anna Kornikova. Now. <laughs> We're grown-up men, man. We're
2: going to talk. We, we've really gone deep. We went to some really cool stuff, Babe Ruth. I mean, you've really went into some totally different gears on some of these Athletes, James. Again, we don't know each other's list. Yeah. So we're all kind of like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. But that's a good one. I yeah. like it, man. Um am I up? Wait, wait, wait. You're before up. you
0: go, can I just ask you guys one question? Sure. It's kind of like off who I picked, but I just want to ask you guys something. And I don't know. Are you a fan of basketball too? Grandmaster B? I am a fan of basketball. And I I was I kind of knew that uh, being as I know how Mike
2: is and I know he was going to probably take a Jordan. I almost picked the Michael Jordan. Um, uh, you know, I am a basketball fan It's probably my least favorite sport. I'm a contact sport guy. I love hockey. I love football. Uh, but I enjoy basketball, especially like the NCAA tournaments and double a tournaments and stuff like that. That's great stuff. Um, but I do like basketball.
0: Well, I just knew once we get off this, I didn't want to have to come back to it. But I did have a question for you guys. We're talking about different eras and things like that. Do you guys think that we'll ever see another shooter or someone that shoots better than Steph Curry? He's a he's a trendsetter, dude. That's, I think he's yeah, that's uh, a
2: good one right there. Three-point shooter? I don't think so. Yeah. He is accurate as all get up man.
0: Well even like when he gets like thrown and like he just throw tosses up the ball and he's it's wiping out it's like a out. magic it's just it's almost like there's a magnet in the yeah, net and then a magnet in the ball. And I was just wondering about that because we talk about sometimes I think and I wonder if you take one athlete from a can you put him in any era he will still dominate. I think Jordan's one of those people. Mm-hmm. I think Muhammad Ali's one of those people. And it's like I think Curry is one of those people. You you can put him back when basketball started and you can take him off in the future, I don't think anyone's going to shoot as good as him.
2: The game hasn't changed on that, on that side because, you know, he's still got to shoot from the three-point. He's, yeah, no, I mean, that's, well, that's, it, that's thing, a great yeah, point, man. Because, yeah, I mean,
1: people play, play any different era.
2: Yeah. Matt, what do you think, Mike?
1: Yeah. That's a, I think he was going to be on your list, right? But. He was, he was. I had to, I,
0: I took him off to put Floyd on there, but yeah, I just wanted to ask that question just to think about putting people in different eras and, and wondering how they would, you know, the game changes over time, right. but shooting a basketball is the same thing. Yeah. So I just think that's such a unique, it's such a unique uh, tool that doesn't really change. You don't really change how you shoot the ball in a way, Yeah. you know, so I, I just think, I don't know. I just wondered if you guys felt that way, that, like, he would thrive in any era. I think so.
1: I don't think it gets any more pure than his shot. Yeah. You know, I think he'd be great in any any
2: era. I agree. I definitely agree with that. All right, uh, Graham
1: has to be. Who are you right, finishing I'm out with?
2: Rounding mine out with uh, probably an obvious pick for a lot of reasons, but Tom Brady. Um, watching this guy play, I know there's a lot of haters out there, but Tom Brady is a special athlete. The um, GOAT the GOAT, man. Uh, Look what this guy's accomplished. I mean, those that are listening know all about Tom Brady. There's not a lot you can repeat and already that you don't know. But um, just watching his tenacity, his sideline antics and stuff like that, the guy is a student of the game. He's, I mean, he conditions well. He brings the best of other people out. I mean, that was proven when he left the new England Patriots to go to Tampa Bay that everyone's like, why the hell would this guy go to Tampa Bay of all the teams to go to? They weren't even in contention the year before that Brady comes there, brings his mentality. They build the system around one guy and everybody bought in. They bought into it. Right. And so, To me, that shows something very, very special about an athlete. If you can do stuff like that and just to watch him, and I don't think in our time we'll ever see another guy do this again in the NFL. I mean, now now this many Super Bowl rings, maybe it'll be a long time from now, but it's very rare Patrick Mahomes maybe, you know, as we start looking at some of the new breed quarterbacks that are out there and the team leaders and stuff like that. Right. Tom Brady, just i mean i it's hard to describe i mean i was one of those people that thought for sure he was going to go there and fail i mean i knew he would see, he would probably get into playoff contention no freaking way did i think he'd go and run the tables and go to the super bowl and win it in their home stadium the first time ever i know 100
1: percent, crazy dude if anybody it's going to be brady it's it's crazy because every year i want to bet against the guy but and you eat. lost
2: bets, right? Didn't you? Your brother, you, you had yeah. to wear the jersey or put the jersey on or you guys yeah. had some kind of mockery going on yeah. between you two?
1: I came back from work and I lost the bet. It was like two days after the Super Bowl and he had both Brady jerseys laid out on my bed for me or on my dresser. <laughs> so I would have I
2: made a worse bet than that. I would have had you wearing like Victoria's Secret panties oh, or something. I would have really oh, embarrassed shit. your
1: ass, dude. You don't want to see that.
2: <laughs> well, Pat, Pat
1: Mahoney. You don't look he,
0: too
2: bad in those, Bubba.
0: The opposite team didn't even score a, 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 pass t- a touchdown pass, right? I mean... No,
2: I mean, what do you mean in the, in the Super Bowl? In the Super Bowl, it no, wasn't. No,
0: it was a complete domination was... by Tampa Bay. Like yeah. they they shut down. They ran
2: the tables, James. I mean, it was crazy. It yeah, was did you uh,
0: did you always like Tom Brady, or were you? One I of always the people that didn't even like... as a
2: Michigan guy when mm. he played at the University of Michigan. I mean, he was an underdog because he wasn't drafted high. Yeah, six round picks. I mean, this guy right. was like sitting, you know, in the draft. We're, we're watching the NFL draft yesterday and today, and you're just seeing how the the future of a career can change. Tom Brady wasn't the sexy pick i mean he wasn't that guy he kind of you look at the footage of him in the combine mm. back when he first started in the nfl he was this you know lanky wasn't didn't have this physique i mean he conditions himself i mean he's got his own system uh, whatever the tb whatever he calls that stuff tb12 he, yep. tb12 um what's tb12 it, Mike, you probably could talk a little bit more about that. Isn't that it some, it's like his
1: program. Yeah. I don't know too much about it, but I know that him and his trainer, they developed this whole, I believe it's like a, it's a, a lifestyle and, and a diet and um supplements and all this stuff it's like a yeah it's like a lifestyle and Mm. he's taking it to the next level so is he vegan it's certain workouts uh he eats
2: crazy his diet is nuts yeah it's like seaweed i mean he's got some ridiculous (laughs) like there's there's like a documentary (laughs) on on this like he eats the weirdest shit but i mean he's conditioned so well yeah i mean the guy's what 41 years old and he's playing at the level of some of these guys that have been in the league you know only a couple years they're coming straight out of college at their peak but this guy is like He's yeah. keeping up. Oh, he's forty three, actually.
1: Yeah, he's got like recovery smoothies, um, all <laughs> kinds of stuff, dude. Nutrition, hydration. Uh, he's got supplements for all kinds of shit. And yeah. he's gonna play for how many more years? I, I don't think he wants to keep going, man. I could see him at least playing another, you know, three it's, for sure. Yeah, you, you think, think he's so? gonna I win another think he could one play or no? Three. Dude, they got twenty two starters returning next season. They, they the got same the whole team te-
2: the whole team. That's rare in the NFL to get everybody committed to come back, right? All the coordinators coming back. Everybody.
3: Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: once yeah. once a, a team like wins a Super Bowl, that's kind of like the breakup, like, oh, okay, we did it. So now I'm gonna go chase the money all the players decided to come back. Wow. They want to build that dynasty. They probably want to go back to back, right? So yeah. maybe maybe a couple more seasons.
0: Oh, yeah. man, how crazy would that be? That
2: is nuts, man. So, yeah, Tom Brady, um, again, we could talk about all his, you know, stats and everything, but look, just look at the guy's body of work. It's yeah, phenomenal.
1: I'm, he's going to go down as probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. And he's, you know, I know he grew up, I think, in California, but went to school out here. And that whole situation, remember, with Drew Henson, There was like some back and forth. Oh, that's
2: right. Drew Henson.
1: Yeah. And he was, Drew Henson was that more highly toted quarterback, went to Dallas and didn't do anything. And here's Brady, you know, Hall of Famer, probably best of all time. Rocked it out.
2: Um, So that was my top five. Again, I'll recap. Barry Sanders, Steve Iserman, Derek Jeter, Chris Spielman, Tom Brady. Honorable mention, though, I think I should have almost had this on there. Bobby Boucher. (laughs) (laughs) Mama said. (laughs) All right. Good one, water boy. <laughs> you supposed to be funny, Bobby.
1: <laughs> live the all day. So this is this is Mama um... said it'll
2: get his honor. <laughs> they got all them teeth.
1: <laughs> what you got for number five, big fella? So all right, this is gonna be a little, I don't know. You take it how you want it, but my my last favorite athlete is my son. So,
2: oh man, dude! I'm James, grab me the fucking tissues. Yeah, right? I, was I was gonna, yeah, gonna say, was tissues, gonna say so come on, man. man. Hey, I, I'm going it. there,
1: I, and I'm not that dad because you guys know me. I uh, do. This is this is this is good. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm proud, gonna shut up and listen to this. I'm proud of my son, but look, my life story is what it is. Right? Father figures were skeptical growing up. I made bad decisions in high school, so I really got into coaching, and I really love coaching kids period and being that mentor to them. That's awesome. And, you know, seeing him, this kid at five years old, didn't even want to get on the football field. We cried the first time I brought him to football. Mm-hmm. This is just flag football. This is bullshit wee yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I was like, listen, there's a commitment. There's a certain commitment. I signed you up, I paid the money. You're gonna, you're gonna go every week. I think there was nine weeks. And for seven weeks, he didn't play. Finally, week eight, he got in there got a little taste you know what I mean and after that he loved it so then like he went to flag football competitive flag football took off man scored like 11 touchdowns or something his second year and uh freshman you know played quarterback did all these other things played you know different positions so I'm just I'm just his biggest fan you know what I mean and I don't I don't express that enough I don't say that enough um, i think it's awesome and even being like his coach the last couple of years because yeah. i had to, i was hands off like i coached him in the, the flag league and then he kind of went on and, and, and played for other great coaches um so there's that dynamic there like the daddy ball you know what yep. i mean yep. i think i've actually held him back
2: in some regards um just because i didn't want to show favoritism but doesn't it bring a different perspective and this is a that's a great pick mike When you watch your son flourish after all the, what you just said, just, you know, hands on with him, coaching him, you know, the coach's son, you get all that riff and all that, when you have to turn them over to another group of men that are coaching your son and you Mm. could stand back and watch it from a different perspective. I mean that that's pretty special, ain't it?
1: Yeah. And I thought I was gonna get to that point this year. Like I was mentally I was prepared to let like, let him go. You know what I mean? He's going yeah. into his high school years and <clears throat> he was the first person I asked when I, I got the job. I said, Son, how do you feel about this? Are you comfortable with it? Mm. And he was he smiled and he said, Yeah, dad, like I'm I'm really excited about that. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's man. I love the story. That's what made me, you know, to do it. Otherwise I would have just went to some other school and did my thing, did what I love to do, but let him go do his thing, you know. But mm-hmm. me knowing that he still enjoyed me being there, being that leader in that regard, I thought it was pretty cool, man. So I get another year of it at least. And, and, you know, I'm excited about that. Man, what a
2: way to wrap it up, huh, James? I mean, on top five, I mean here we're talking about all these big name (laughs) athletes and Mike pulls my son. Yeah. My son, you know, that's really, really cool, dude.
1: No, I appreciate that. But you know, what's great about this? Like we're all, we were all a little bit different. And that's what makes this podcast great. Oh, absolutely, man! So we all got different perspectives and just different ways that we can mesh this thing together. No, so. that's
2: I'm telling you, that's that's a really cool, and what a way to end the top five. Yeah, it's I'm, crazy. I'm down with yeah, that. I that's, think that's... you know if we have to pick the favorite uh, top five, I'm going to give it to Mike. Mike gets the extra wing. <laughs> Is there well, any left? Well, I don't Did mind. you fucking eat them all, James? Dude, I, you're, so you're, I was eating them three you're gonna, at a like, time, like Cookie
0: Monster. <laughs> <laughs> These people are gonna think I'm a fucking fader.
2: And if you seen James, you would you would look at James, and go, "There's no way this guy could eat 15 wings. There's yeah. no way.
0: It's impossible." Yeah, yeah. yeah you got the good metabolism, dude. Yeah, well, it's gonna catch up to me one nah. day. Wow, while it's not, I'm gonna eat three at a time. You know what I do mean? Do it up, dogs. That's what That's I do. The way no, that do was it, man. that was a really good pick, though. Seriously. Yeah,
2: that was a great. Top five. I think everybody. I mean, yeah, I love all, how, how you share
0: his it. stuff on Instagram too. Like it's it's crazy because. You, some people are like biased, you know that. Oh, I love my kid and blah blah blah. But it's crazy because I've never been to any of his games. But every time you share something, he's always killing it. And it's like, damn, man, I know how much you love sports, but to have a son that's actually killing it at these sports and now loves it—that's got to be amazing.
1: Yeah, and nobody knows what the future holds, right? Like, it's not like I have this messiah or something like that but you just want to enjoy the ride because i think sports is so important in life in general oh god yes teaches you so many life lessons like we talked about agreed agreed yeah yeah. in anything you do just have hobbies and do things with people you learn how to work together but sports in particular teaches you about the discipline um how to face adversity
0: winning and losing yeah how to lose how to lose lose. lose. lose is so important yeah yeah
1: and uh, you know people always say a man's judged on how you handle adversity when the stack the deck is stacked against you. Are you going to fold? Are you going to step up and rise to the occasion? I think that's so important. And you're going to see that. There's always going to be someone bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do, man? You just going to lay down for them? Right. No, you go toe-to-toe and you give your best shot, man.
2: You know, Mike, you think about what you just said. Now, I, I've always said this, and I believe to this day that this has made me who I am in a lot of ways. That sports or that that competitiveness or the winning and, and the losing and the mentorship that you get – from a father, from a coach, from a friend, from a foe. It doesn't matter. Right. As you're a young person and you're developing character, it's such a big deal. Mm. Like what you're doing, I commend you because I know that you're you're all in on coaching and how much you give of yourself, not just to your son, but to all the rosters of kids you've coached in. You will see the reward of that one day. You will be in the mall. You will be at a store, and all of a sudden, someone's going to come up to you. Hey, coach, mm. and, you know you might be an old dude by then, and they're, right. you're going to turn around. Hey, you remember me? I played on your team. But all of this competitiveness and all the sports and the, and the team building, it does spill into life
1: absolutely it
2: flows into your job if you're in sales the competitiveness of wanting to always win trying if there's an incentive say there's a trip to wherever if there's a extra couple thousand dollars to get if there's a whatever this is what drives you because it's already embedded in your dna because you are competitive you're not going to lose um my daughter's soon-to-be uh, husband, my soon-to-be son-in-law is a very competitive guy. You know him, Mike. Yep, um, great dude. Great dude, and and I mean, he's competitive and, and he's always, you know, hey, I won this, I won that, I won that, but he's, he's a sports guy. Yeah, it's in you. And he just doesn't like to lose, and so you kind of see it in people. Yeah. And that's how your son's gonna be, and I think that's, it's such a big deal because it's really shaped a lot of my competitiveness to try to get bigger and better in life. And you don't always get what you want, no. but I think if you keep trying, you'll get it. Yeah, you, you, keep, know? you
1: keep striving. You're going to face, face hurdles, roadblocks. You just got to find a way. And I think that's very important. And the greatest thing, like it already shows. Like I have kids that, you know, they might not have that father figure, and they reach out on Father's Day. They'll coach Happy Father's Day, you know, or just they check in time to time. Like, I think that's so cool just to have an impact on a young man's life it's just it's it's phenomenal man it's very gratifying there's a lot of work and there's a lot of people that they don't they don't uh, re- respect it or appreciate it i've fallen out with friends you know i've had some crazy basket case parents man oh, yeah. we can get that into that another day yeah.
2: <laughs> but man
1: yep. you know uh they don't understand that okay you're you're not only there for practice for a couple hours but there's text message there's coaches meetings there's film study there's all these things that go into it and i'm not just trying to big myself up because there's thousands upon thousands of coaches in across the country that do this on a daily. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, big ups to all them. And you know, it's just, it's something I love to do. I don't, I don't need to be rewarded for it, but you know,
2: well these, it's, it's guys like you and it's people like you that I think make a big difference in, in the way society can evolve to bigger and better things overall, because we need mentorship. James, would you agree with that? I mean, we all need, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that missing, um, uh, You know, this could be a whole different conversation, but there are a lot of single moms, single dads out there, you know, and, um, you know, it's a different world we live in. And I think a lot of these young people, they need boy or girl. It doesn't matter. They Mm. need somebody to look up to. They need somebody to mentor them. You know, and I think it's such a big deal that we have that. Um, And as we get older, that we pass that into generations, right? Because that's that's what's going to make everything better over time yeah you know I mean uh there's enough hate in the world. I think coaching is is a great great thing that that anybody that could do it um I've had the opportunity to do it in my time um one of the most rewarding things I've ever done hands down, you know, to be able to you know get with young people or have someone look at you like, man, this guy's really he understands it he gets it, you know, mm-hmm. so I think we need that so
1: well, no, it's it's a good talk, and um, we'll have to dive deeper into that one day. Um, yeah. Do we want to move on to un- unemployment?: Yeah, let's talk about it. So obviously, unemployment is a big issue right now. Um, it's affecting many, many businesses across the nation. The pandemic has taken its toll in certain regards, so I just I was just curious to get your guys' take on that. like what, what do you guys feel? Do you see us coming out of this anytime soon? I mean? Where are we at? Where
0: do you stand, Jay? Um man, it's tough. It's tough. Um it's tough just because how everyone's handling it differently. I've heard things, I mean, New York was shut down. Um, you know, that's why I came back to Michigan, just because there was nothing to do out there, also to see my family. But it's crazy how everyone's just Handling it differently, you got Florida still keeping things open and certain people are able to thrive. Dana White sure thrived. You know, he kept all those fighters employed and found a way to stay open. I just thought it was kind of crazy how the government told businesses they couldn't stay open when people were willing to go at those businesses, specifically restaurants. And I'm not like saying, you know, just keep keep everything open like crazy. But at the end of the day. If people want to stay home and stay locked down, that's their choice. You don't, no one's forcing you to go to restaurants, but I think New York lost like 50% of restaurants like owned by you know, family-owned businesses that will never return. Sure. And I think that's just as devastating as COVID, because if people can't feed their family, what are they going to do?
2: Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm in that arena. Mike, as uh, you know, I, I work in the hospitality business and things of that sort, and I've seen it firsthand the impact not only due to the covid pandemic but as we started getting people used to staying at home and getting paid more money than they were making when they were working Mm. that opened up pandora's bike that that created a mess so now people are reopening to James's point, you know, some places stayed open, they really never closed or they did, but not as much as some other states. And now all of a sudden we're sitting here going, okay, we we need to get employees back. We need to get servers. We need to get managers back. And I I pulled something off the internet this morning about the Maryland department of labor, something really interesting. And an email was sent out to employees on uh, this past Tuesday to inform that, that, that they can start uh, reporting job refusals. So employers that are calling their people to come back to work and say, I will use James as an example. James, you're, you were my cook at my restaurant. Mm-hmm. I need you to come back to work. And you're going to say, nah, I'm better off staying at home collecting. them.' If I offered you your job, they can call the, D, the, the department or whatever it is, the DUI I think is what they call it here. Uh, they can actually report that. Employee not coming back, and they cut their benefits off. Wow. So instead of sitting at home waiting for that next monthly check, because you are given your job back, we're open. You come back to work now. I need you. You'd rather stay at home and collect the unemployment. That's corrupting the system a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, that's kind of messing things up.
0: Yeah, well, and, I mean, what would you do, Mike? I mean, Philly, what, what would you do if you if you
2: I got to start using the word Philly. I'm sorry. You told me about that too. Philly. That's <laughs> no, okay. Know, we got to I'm, start I'm using getting, Philly. All James,
0: Grandmaster B. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm just James. It's all good. James, <laughs> gang. <It, it>, hey. <laughs> but if you owned a business like that, because you're you're still employed. I mean, you didn't you didn't take a hit as far as you going to work, but your mm. the company you work for did, right? Um, in some regards, but honestly, when people started panic
1: shopping, I think the Dude, it helped Help, your business, those in distributorship businesses mm. or distribution businesses. I think they've thrived. Wow, you know, the problem is the manpower trying to keep up with it, especially mm. now, right? With unemployment, it, it's hard to find and be efficient, you know what I mean? Because everybody's short staffed. So, if we can somehow get back to that, um, last year, I don't think it's going to be like last year when people are panic shopping because everybody was at home, things are getting better, you know. I think that's it's been proven, but um. Can you continue to cycle numbers and, and do that kind of volume if you're shorthanded? I don't think you can, right? So eventually it's going to plateau um, and businesses are going to hurt. You know what I mean? Because we, even when I went to Florida a few weeks back, spring break, you would think it's popping all night long, right? That's what you see on TV. You know, that's what you hear about. Businesses were closed by 10 o'clock because they didn't have the manpower to stay, up, stay open and serve everybody. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's nationwide, man. It's not just here, it's there, it's everywhere.
0: What would you do if you could run a city even or like you know you don't have to go with the state but if you could run a city like or even just your little area your community like how would you handle that if you you know if if there's a pandemic going on and with the information you have what would you do I almost would say leave it up to the business that's what I would think what
2: what right. can it's a choice yeah right i mean if you look at the the virus, everything—it's real. There's no debating it, right? It's there. Correct. I personally have lost a family member to it, so I'm not going to sit here and down on if it's real, if it's fake, if it's all BS because right. it's real. Right, sure. seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if a person decides they want to go eat somewhere, and if they are following the protocols then it shouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's not like everybody's going to want to do it, you know, um the vaccination is another topic of discussion. You know, now our governor's saying we'll open everything back up, sports and you know, concert halls and venues and everything if we get 75% vaccination. Well, guess what? We ain't even close to 75% and they have more and more availability on vaccinations right now. They're dumping stuff because they can't, no one's showing up. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was hard to find a place to go get a vaccine shot a month ago.
0: Are you guys going to get vaccinated?
1: I did. I think eventually I will. Um, I've still, I've been on the fence, even though I've gone through it personally Mm -hmm. Um, being somewhat healthy i was able to you know overcome it in like a couple of weeks i still had lasting side effects though so it is a, it's a definitely a real thing i'm living proof you know and it's just it's unfortunate because a lot of people did lose their lives to it but um i still i guess I, i'm still not 100 percent confident in what they're giving me right that's and what I-, I was
0: gonna ask you do you have issues with like both of you since you got it you're you had covid mm-hmm. so you guys have different opinions on this but do you guys have Issues with getting the vaccine, even though you already had it. Do you have an issue? Do you you still think there could be a possible problem? And what's stopping you, Philly, from getting the vaccine? Or do you, you know, are you just trying to wait a little bit longer? What What are your guys' thoughts on this?
1: For me, I waited because my doctor advised that because I had it and I already had the antibodies. It's not concrete as how long they stay in your body. There's people that have went and gotten it as soon as they were tested negative, right? And they're fine. There's people that apparently there's been bad side effects. I'm just
0: not willing to gamble with my health, so I'm deciding to wait a little while. You know what would your doctor I mean? say, though? Like, what, what was the, the reason behind Within it? Within
1: 90 days, it could have an adverse side effect when you right. take the vaccine. Because you so,
0: have
2: the antibodies and everything already in you now right. from the virus. Right. Oh. And that, that timetable
1: is not concrete, whether right. it's got 90 it. days, 180 days. Got it. So got I, it. I'm deciding, you know, still wearing my mask, doing what I got to do, hand sanitizing. Um, I'm going to wait closer to the
0: 180 before I decide to do that. So if you, if you never had COVID, he would have advised you to get it. Most likely. Okay. Okay.
2: So good question. Um, at first I wanted nothing to do with it and part of me still wonders if I made the right decision and only God knows, but, um, I am a little bit older. I fall in a different, you know, demographic, so to speak on where some people are at. That's Um, true too so you know i'm up there in a little bit of age where you know i'm more vulnerable to some of this stuff um i could tell you i had some side effects from the first shot i ended up doing the pfizer um
0: good choice pfizer pfizer Pfizer.
2: (laughs) who said that mike
0: vouchee thank you great guy That's the German one, man.
1: Yeah, it is. We're not talking about that. We're talking about trying to flatten the half pipe. We're trying to flatten the cave here. We're trying to get everybody
2: vaccinated so we can get that head great immunity.
1: Guy. Is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get that head
2: immunity. Oh, boy. Like <laughs> the shot, right, so, All right, enough of the bullshit. So I get the first <laughs> shot, right? So mm. I get the first shot. And, dude, I'm telling you, for two days straight, not the day I got it, the next two days after that, it was like Floyd was punching on my freaking arm. Mm.
3: It was Ooh.
2: tender, sore. I could barely lift my arm. Like, like I'm showing you. People can't see this, but it was sore. Fast forward, you got to wait a certain time frame, right? You come back. I think it's it was uh, like 28 days. Yeah, days, like something a month like later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I got the second shot, and um, two days after that, I felt like I got ran over by a truck. Wow. I mean, I was like tired for no reason. There was like you know just oh man what the hell is going on but the crazy thing is is the 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 gentleman that administered the shot to me said you're going to probably have some side effects mm-hmm. he goes not everybody does but here's a list of what's going to possibly happen so you know as i'm rolling up my freaking sleeve i'm like hold on a second do i got to get this second shot you know it's like you could become dizzy you could faint you get this and that i'm like and he goes like nah most people don't really have any of this stuff he goes tired is probably the most common and that was the one that kind of hit me but you know I don't feel like I'm invincible because I got the shot. You know, it's like, just because you get it doesn't mean that. And here's the other kicker, James, you got to get a booster. That's going to be the next thing. Cause there's different strains of this stuff that are out there. It's coming in right now from India and it's coming from all over the place. So now it's like a flu shot every year. They got to add something different to that flu shot to what they hope is going to be the virus that they can, can, you know, stop from getting worse. So yeah, there's probably going to be a series of shots that you're going to have to continually take. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just, it's so freaking bizarre that in our lifetime we had to see this shit. When you've seen a whole freaking country, the whole world, I mean, it's just, it's its crazy, you know?
1: No, and this I, is like a trickle-down effect from that. Like, you know, they're, they're giving... More than minimum wage to work at fast food restaurants. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, dude, yeah. they're
2: incentivizing people right now to go to work. They're paying people fifty dollars to come in for an interview. Yeah. But look, I went to Taco Bell today, and I know it's not the best choice of freaking food, but I didn't eat anything all day, so I got me a box, one of those five dollar <laughs> box. Dude, it was good. I ain't gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah it you're vaxxed. It's all good. You're not worried about. Right, right. Like, that's what was the other thing I was worried about with this vaccine I'm like, am I gonna grow like a third arm or something in another year or something? You know, yeah, yeah, this guy's yeah. like. Real Man. quick,
1: there's no vaccination on God's green earth that's gonna save you from the. Toilet later,
2: <laughs> yeah, not from that. True that. Dude, my to- stomach is rumbling. We I'm still got you. a little ways to go, but it's start. Anyways, this uh, Taco Bell. I actually sent you guys the picture.
0: Did you get a taco with just lettuce and tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> to his point, that actually happened. That's facts.
2: Are you serious? You you went to a drive through Taco Bell and Philly, they didn't put Philly, no meat
1: on it. Philly did. We we got off uh, football practice. Did this they know was... you were vegan? No. No, I'm not vegan. It was like four or five years ago. It's about the thunderstorm, so I just want to get something quick, go home. I go home, throw the food on the table. I fucking open that taco up, and there's literally just <laughs> lettuce and cheese. Oh, my gosh. He, just, he doesn't like tomatoes, so I got it without tomatoes. So I'm thinking, okay, common sense, just take the tomatoes off,
2: right? You know who made that taco. The guy that was behind the dumpster five minutes before he got there going, hey, man, you want to smoke some of this? And then he went back, Oh man, I think I forgot that dude's meat. Yeah.
0: Dude, dude, said, I want a taco with just lettuce and cheese. And the dude was like, All right, I'll just put some lettuce <laughs> and cheese. Literally,
1: just lettuce and cheese, bro. That's
0: I,
2: that's bad. That's crazy. No. Anybody He's ever have a bad fast food experience?
0: Uh, I mean besides that, that's almost that's everyone. Of, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you this. I went to Tim Hortons the other day in Ham tramick, worst place ever, just regardless. This just Ham is a good city. So I go to it's Tim Hortons, right? Now what do you get at Tim Hortons? You either get donuts, donut, coffee, a
2: breakfast sandwich. Okay, there you thing. go. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what I went in, I ordered, uh, I ordered an everything bagel with cream cheese, and I ordered a, a cappuccino, right? Or a latte. I'm sorry, I ordered a latte, right? Pretty, Pretty simple. simple request, kind of normal. And of course they read it back to you. You know, they say, well, oh, you want okay, everything bagel with cream cheese, whatever latte." Dude, I get up there. I start driving off. Now, this specific Tim Hortons has like only one lane and it's blocked off by obviously the side where you order. And then there's like a wall. So you can't, you can't like double park there. You can't, you can't roll back. Dude, there was a snake of cars behind me. I mean, a long snake of cars behind me. So anyway, I get my bag. I drive forward a little bit. I take a bite out of the bagel. Dude, straight up just two pieces of bread put together. No cream cheese in the middle. Oh, man. No butter, no nothing. My latte, warm milk. Oh. And what did that set you back? Because I know it's not Dude, cheap. Dude, it was only... You, no, it was what? only $4. Oh, four bucks. But I'm like... So I'm like, but what the fuck? They gave you a b- bread with no Dude, cream cheese. they read it back to me. Who the fu- First and, of all, who the fuck toasts two pieces of bread and then just slaps them together? I would have I went back in... Inside I and pulled I the Joe Pesci, get the fuck out of here.
2: <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do at
0: that point? Are right? you serious, Henry? You know what? Funny, I fucking- laugh, make you laugh like I'm a clown funny? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. That's a really good impression. <laughs> Dude, I went to another Tim Hortons. I was like, fuck this. I put it in the garbage, in, the, in my little garbage, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fuck the $4. I'm going to go to another, uh, another Tim Hortons and get the shit I want. Fucking toasted bread, dude. Terrible. Toasted bread. Oh, you want an everything bagel without anything on it?
2: Please no. put it around the before or 408 You get there, two pieces of bread. Dude, it's And like,
0: more milk, dude. That's that's the worst. It's like, dude, hey, Tim Hortons, you fucking sell bagels all day. How know, about you man. put cream cheese on it like everybody else gets it? <laughs> Who
2: the fuck orders toasted bread? You ever notice, like, you know, and I got, I, I got a list here, too. This is going to kind of segue into some of this kind of stuff. But, like- do you ever notice like when they advertise stuff on TV, it never looks like it when you buy it? Oh, fuck. It's just every time. fucking ridiculous. Every time. So it's kind of like, like when you see a Big Mac on TV, dude, and then when you get it, it's <laughs> like, this like, what sauce the hell all over happened to this thing? Like, yeah. someone let the air out of it, right? Yeah. Number one chain, uh, fast food chain in America, 2020. James? Is it Chick fil A? No. McDonald's still still McDonald's 40.41 $40. billion dollars in sales I was gonna guess the same exact all right thing. now that's this crazy.
0: one might throw you guys for a loop that's because of me by the way I've been getting I've been getting a crispy chicken sandwich dude, a double you, cheeseburger have you tried and the a, spicy
2: chicken yeah you got to get it made fresh though yeah it's, well, it's they, the they,
0: shit dude I'm it's literally, so good I mean literally, the shit
2: meaning good yeah very good
0: but how unhealthy <laughs> do you guys think I am I might have been kidding four four weeks in a row every day Monday through Friday Crispy chicken sandwich, double cheeseburger, large chocolate shake every day. How does
2: this guy not gain weight? Dude, I, I don't, I don't know. get it. If this was me and you, would be looking at you like fat bastard.
0: Dude, I'm looking like Fluffy, surprise, homie. Surprise, I mean, I'd be looking
2: like Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, but my insides are probably <laughs> Where's your flat? shitter? I got a turtle head popping out. <laughs> number two. Who wants to take a stab at number two uh, fast food restaurants in America? Top. Number two. Chick-fil-A. Man, you guys love this Chick-fil-A. Taco Bell. Starbucks. Uh, is that even a fucking fast Starbucks food place? Starbucks did
1: $21.5 they, they, they have one at every quarter mile. That's why.
0: Dude, it's ridiculous. They have one in every scene of Fight Club. <laughs> hey, did you know that? No. <laughs> um, okay, wait. <laughs> All right. So, because you guys
2: love Chick-fil-A, number three is Chick-fil-A, and they moved up really faster in the last few years. They're $11 billion. Taco Bell, five down, uh, Burger King, Subway number six, Wendy's seven, Dunkin' Donuts number eight. Domino's Pizza number nine and Panera number ten. Wow, those are your top ten. McDonald's still holds it, but
0: they've been around forever. It's yeah. so funny how you know, number ten is probably the healthiest one on the whole right, fucking gonna, list, and it's great number ten. Point. It's it's, it's a welcome to food. America. You, you know
1: yeah. why they're number one? Because it's like a buck nineteen for a double cheeseburger and fucking ten dollars for a healthy salad. Yep. That, that's it, the problem it, dude, with America right now.
2: That kills me. That if you go to a, a fast food restaurant to, to to Philly's Point, when you go there. You want to get a salad with grilled chicken? Dude, it sets you back eight, nine bucks. You want to get a freaking McDouble and a freaking chicken
0: sandwich and a small fry and a large Coke, you're under five bucks. That's how you market what not to eat. Hey, guys, you want a salad? It's $20. And it's gonna be the shittiest salad you ever had, by the way. Right, and the grilled chicken is probably not even real chicken. It's no, just it's freeze frog. dried. It's what the astronauts eat. Yeah, Re- <laughs> really? fucking floats around, dude. You open the bag, dude. You open the bag, the chicken fucking goes up. <laughs> you got gravity. You gotta hold the salad upside down so the chicken floats up into it. I'm like about <laughs> to put my beef in your taco. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike didn't get no beef in
2: his taco. Oh man. fuck! Dude. I got nothing, man.
0: You're about the vegan menu. <laughs> ah boy. <laughs> Yo, dude, just let us in. Oh, for God's
2: sakes! <laughs> oh fuck! Wow, man.
1: I actually, uh, <clears throat> I went to McDonald's the other day, and I actually I really chilled on Mickey Mickey D's just because. The way it makes me feel.
2: Dude, you were a platinum member there at one point, weren't you? Oh, dude, we both yeah. were. Dude. Oh, the we, this dude roll up like, hey, hey, here comes Miguel. Dude, we, we got it there. Oh, I was like Ocho Cinco, man. Right.
0: The Golden Arch credit card, man. <laughs> right. They're also <laughs> everywhere too. They're always open and they're everywhere. Cause yeah. remember we used to we we be at the end of the studio. It'd be what, like two in the morning, three in the morning sometimes and it's yeah. like We ask each other, "What do you want?" It's like, "What, where, where are we gonna go?" It's right there, dude.
2: What's your late? i Mike, and I know you got to get on this subject. What is your late night go to? Now you know when you're like, all right, you went out and had a great time. You're like, man, I gotta get something to eat.
1: For me, it's I still love Taco Bell, and they talk about the fourth meal, like something cheesy and crunchy. Late night, meal. Oh, I love it. That or like going to Coney Island, Coney, Coney, get like a a chicken wrap sandwich with chili cheese fries. Oh, Oh.
2: Mike, remember (laughs) Telway? You tell them the story, man. Oh well, the story is well. Well, you probably could say it better than me because you were. I was so angry that day. But we okay. So we go to this. We go to the Lions game together. Monday night football game or was Sunday it a night. Su- Sunday night game? Nationally televised game. James, we were pumped up. I mean this 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 had playoff, you know, implications. Division. The, we could have won. The we could have won the division. This was like a big game sellout. We were pumped. We got there like three hours before kickoff. Had a few brews. And the game went on, it was a great game, and it came down to the infamous Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary pass that beat the Lions with this Hail Mary pass, right? And me and Mike were just so devastated. We just went, drove to Levin and John R., went to the Telway, and we just sat there on these little red bar stools and we ordered, I don't know. Fifteen freaking sliders, three freaking <laughs> Coney dogs apiece, chili cheese fries, and we're just sitting oh my there, God. mawing this stuff down at like twelve thirty in the morning. I think we had to go to work the
1: next day. We did, yeah. It was oh, Sunday, uh, and dude. On.
2: I mean, I literally had to sit on the toilet the whole next day. I mean, it was just terrible. And I, I remember texting him. I'm like, Mike, how's your stomach feel today? Oh, dude, I'm feeling rough. It's so we just sat there. We like, well, this. We started We were so slap happy, tired that. And pissed at the same time because our beloved team got their asses kicked in the most un- unbelievable way. Yeah. And it's a highlight reel right now. For, they show it all the time, and it still pisses me off. But for some reason, I always think about Telway. Every time I see it, yeah. I'm like, man, I can go for a Telway burger. No. But um, it was crazy, man. We were just dousing our sorrows with eating <laughs> terrible, terrible food. I don't even want to know the calorie count that night. Oh, dude, it was rough. But that's yeah, crazy. that's so so Taco Bell would be your fourth meal late night go to? Yeah. Them and
1: them and like I said, honorable mention would be National Coney Island. Yeah. Coney, Coney, it would Coney? Be Coney.
0: Coney's the spot if you got money and you got and you want to sit down and chill and there's no yeah. COVID. And then but if I'm broke as shit and I just want something quick, it's still McDonald's, dude, because it's everywhere. And the thing about Taco Bell, for some reason, I feel like it's a little like there's something greasy about it that if I'm if I'm out drinking or something and I feel like I drank too much, I don't want to eat Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't know why. There's just some, I need I need meat, you know what I mean? And I don't want to risk it. <laughs> I'm just getting Go out with and your cheese. bad stuff, bro. Hey, big boy. I <laughs> need some meat. You know what I mean? I need meat and feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Time to see Dr. Dickenstein.
3: <laughs> when it's late, I need meat and feet.
2: We know the keys to just James's
1: heart meat and feet.
2: <laughs> hold All the on. lettuce, hold the cheese, give me the meat. All right, quick, me get... All right, what's up next on a list?
1: Up next, so we're going to uh, go over the NFL draft.
2: All right. James? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <okay>. I already know. <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna I'll, can I lead it off? I'm yeah, gonna, absolutely. L- Go for l- it. Let's talk about the draft. Um, I mean, because we're local, you know, we're gonna talk about our beloved Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let's talk about all the quarterbacks that went in the first round, dude.
3: Yeah, it
2: was pretty
1: phenomenal. Like the the one that caught me off guard was Trey Lance of the 49ers. Why? I mean, you got Jimmy Jimmy Dro- G?
2: Jimmy G's there, but I mean, they put a lot of money into this guy brought him in from new england he's probably not going to be their future
1: yeah i mean i thought he would have been traded i thought maybe they would take a chance on fields or mac jones but both those guys slipped uh fields went to chicago mac jones went to new england which i think is a great fit for both those guys um yeah i mean it's like a it's a it's a big swing you're swinging for the fences with trey lance he's only got the one year experience one and a half or whatever um, he looks like pat mahomes but again the sample size is very small so we got to see how he progresses and and what he does at the next level um, i think he's going to sit for a year behind jimmy g and then kind of see what happens
2: from there but do you draft a guy like that well maybe maybe that first year but what if jimmy g comes in and blows it in the first few games Are they, you're calling for the rook to come in
1: well i think that's what the clock starts soon as you draft a guy like that, right? Absolutely. Because then it becomes dissension amongst the fans. Okay, we got this the young player on the bench. Everyone's excited about this dude's not performing. So they're calling for his head off the first mistake. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's what you're, you're weighing there. And I'm kind of glad the Lions didn't do that with, like, golf. I think because he's only 26, I think he genuinely has a chance to resurrect his career here with all that experience that he has. If we can get it right and build this team the right way, I think he'll have time to succeed. Just like Jimmy G, if he can stay healthy,
2: there's no reason that team shouldn't be able to win. Absolutely, uh, and I agree with what you just said about when we let, when we had to let Stafford walk. You bring in Jared Goff; he's a younger quarterback. He has the playoff experience. He's been in a Super Bowl. All that great stuff. Now you can build around this guy. Um, what do you think of the Lions' draft pick? What did you think of? Uh, Seawall.
1: So Panay Sewell out of Oregon. Um, He's a left tackle. I think he's gonna end up playing right tackle for us. I think he's a stud, he's only 20 years old. Uh, He's just, he looks like a beast though, man. I've seen him take on double team blocks. And now your offensive line is basically solidified for the next five to 10 seasons. Uh, You got Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, who's all pro. Little um, uncertainty at right guard, but then you plug in Sewell at the right tackle. Now you can control the clock, grind it out. You got three pretty good running backs. I think that's going to be their style of play. So I really like it. I still think they need a ton of help on defense. I think tonight they drafted two defensive tackles so far. Yeah, um, they they,
2: they, went, they went to beef the lineup, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, I, I, Seawall was the most physically dominant offensive lineman in the Pac-12. Yep. Uh, you know, since you know Dallas had their uh, perennial pro bowler Tyrone Smith... Uh, but he, his strengths, definitely, uh, you know, 6'6 guy, 330 pounds. Uh, his strengths are his athleticism. Uh, he's got powerful hands. Uh, they say his weakness is like his balance, and he could struggle with power moves when, uh, when they're pass blocking. But that's all trained in the NFL. They'll, they'll critique that. They'll make him better. And you know what these guys, when they come out of college and they hit the pro level— these guys just beef right up, you were talking about the rock, you know how how sometimes it takes time to get the guy you know to beef him up these this guy's I thought that was a very good pick what would you what would you grade the pick I give it an a you got you got him an a they,
1: I got all passing grades from wow. me.
2: yeah that's that's pretty impressive man
1: um. Yeah, I think it's a fit. It's a need. Um, and you're strengthening your strengths. You know? And at the same time, now they're beefing up the defensive line, getting some depth there. Um, one of the guys might start, the kid from Washington. So I, I think that's, that's the way to go. And all the really good teams that build for long-term success, they build from the lines out. Um, I was talking about Micah Parsons, middle because mm-hmm. I felt like that was like your next Spielman, Stephen Tulloch type guy that you could plug in there for the next decade. But if you couldn't get that guy or didn't want that guy, I think if you beef up your lines, you're in a great, great spot. I
2: agree. I agree. So let's go back to these first three picks, three quarterbacks. First, we got Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. Uh, do you feel that Trevor Lawrence will perform well in the NFL, or do you think he could be a bust?
1: I mean, anything's possible, but I think he, out of all of them, he's going to be the best. I think he's one of those generational-type guys like a Manning or um, – it's hard to say Roethlisberger or Peyton because didn't they all come out in the same draft? Yeah, yeah they No, did. Rivers, Manning, and Roethlisberger came out in the same one. But he's that—he's that type of player, nothing but big games. Like I don't think he lost a
2: game until like his third year in college, from high school and college. So he's—he's he's a winner, dude. He is a winner. I think he's going to do good. What do you? What were your thoughts when uh, Justin Fields got drafted by the Chicago Bears? The they, Bears. they traded from the Giants, right? They traded up from the uh, the Giants pick to get. Uh, they had to give up something to get Fields. Yeah, they, they,
1: gave, they gave up a couple of dags, a yeah. couple of hat dags. But, uh, Wasn't
2: Justin Fields, he was the Heisman. Wasn't he a Heisman winner?
1: He was a candidate, but candidate. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith ended Smith, up winning Smith,
2: that's right. My um, bad. Devontae from Alabama, right? The wide out?
1: Yeah, I mean, Chicago, I don't know. They got a good defense. They got weapons on offense. They got um, a guy named
2: Khalil. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Khalil Mack. <laughs> He's a stud, man. Didn't have a great year last year. But, you know, Mike, I just think that... It, it's exciting to watch the draft is growing big of itself every year you just see how much hype goes around and this year we finally had fans um it's exciting to watch these young guys come out you know yeah it's career i mean this is life-changing money this is a you know nfl always told his stance for not for long no fun league but not for long but you think about the nfl career of an average person that's going to play in the game yeah it's not forever yeah. Very but, rarely do you have your Tom Bradys, your, you know, these kind of players we're talking about, the Peyton Mannings and all this that stick around for the 20 years. Um it, I I just find it exciting um that some of these players and, and I was reading something on this one this uh I hope I say his name right. Kwidi Pay?
1: Kwidi Pay from Michigan.
2: Pay from Michigan. Um, they did a 30 for 30 segment on him, just a little snippet of it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, this guy has a phenomenal story. You know, he comes uh, from a village. His parents are from a village in Liberia. Right. You I know, did hear that. Um, you know, it, it was just, it's just a crazy story on how, you know, his cousins and all this were, you know, captured and beheaded with machetes and all this crazy stuff. in the world that, that he lived in as a little boy and when his mom moved to New York to get away from everything, right? They're immigrants. They're in the United States now. And they had to understand what it was like to be here. Um, and this whole story is amazing. If anybody's listening and they, they just want to read up on this story, it was on ESPN's uh, ESPN.com about this uh, Kawiti Pei uh, Lyman from the University of Michigan And um, I believe he got drafted in the first round, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he, Mike? Yeah, I think uh, he went
1: to the Colts, I believe, 21st overall. Yes, you're
2: right. He went to the Indianapolis Colts. But I mean, just these are the kind of things that about sports, you know, we think about just the rah-rah side of it. But there's a human story behind some of these people. Yeah. You know, and I think that was really cool. Well,
1: what do you say? He's like, Mom, you can retire now. You You can retire now. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
2: that's lit. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's definitely cool. cool.
1: Well, I know James is falling asleep over there, so. Jim, poor
2: James. Hey, <laughs> no, James, no. can I give you another fact here? Did you know me- the tongue is the strongest flexible muscle in a human body?
0: I beg to differ because I got a different muscle that's pretty flexible <laughs> <Hey>. and strong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Once again, we got to call Dr. Dickenstein. <laughs> <laughs> TMI, TMI, TMI. Oh, shit. Uh, here's another, James, because you're from New York. I am. Yet another so weird bro- fact. Sh- Did you know the mob boss, Vincent... Gambino? Gangadi. You know, Vincent, uh, the boss, man. Gangadi. Today, Junior. He was a mob guy, right? He used to wander around New York in his bathrobe to convince the police he was insane to avoid being captured. Wow. That's fucked up, ain't it? Did you know that dim lights reduce your appetite? It dim lights dim reduce lights. your appetite it didn't appetite. help you tonight because you ate all the freaking wings thanks for saving <laughs> i'm some. sitting under look at this shit <laughs> now that's I'm a sitting under the brightest eat, light of all a time dude you know, that's why i was eating three at a the time next
0: time for you man yeah just keep it down in here right. shit i'm gonna get i'm gonna become a fade ace oh, <laughs> i uh, love it dude we love when you eat james no i love you'll we'll, we'll never
2: it, you'll never go hungry
0: no
1: no right. kid hungry. Where are we at,
2: man? We, right. uh
1: So we're going to do a little recap on UFC 261 from all last
0: right. this week. This is
2: where I might have to just listen in because you guys are really into this This stuff. is where you might want to go eat some wings,
0: whatever's left. Bye. But wait, 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 though, because you, I wanted to hear your opinion on that because you you haven't watched anything. I You watched, were right there. I mean, dude, we saw, how many legs did you see get broken? That's where I kind of got sick because you guys, it was, <laughs> oh, dude, you've never seen this. And
2: here I am sitting here last week with you guys, and all of a sudden, I think it's the first fight that came on, like the, one of the main events. Oh, yeah. Or not the main event, but leading up to it. And the Chris guy Wyvern. freaking snaps <laughs> right. his ankle. Oh, I'm like, man. oh, that's pretty bad. 20 minutes later, the next fight starts. This dude kicks this other guy, and his leg looked like freaking <laughs> the, like rubber. It literally just <sighs> broke his whole freaking leg bone in half. And his, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had nightmares about that. That was, and you like that shit? Well, I don't want to see that
0: happen to oh, somebody. Well, that was man. that was I mean, a hard one to watch. That's gonna yeah. mess his career up. I just
1: I feel bad for him because I know like all the work that they put in up to that moment, and then like even for the opposite guy,
2: that's career ending, dude. Like that guy's yeah. career's got to be over. How well, do you make it back and go want to kick somebody after doing that? Well, he can
0: make it back because Anderson Silva came back. Anderson yeah. Silva did that to him. That's that, the thing. What's so crazy? The guy that broke his leg, Anderson Silva, this other guy that you probably don't know, but he fought him years ago. Did kicked the same him thing? in the leg and shattered his well it basically Did it look broke like his, it it looked like that it was the like same folded it folded, like it folded when oh. he stepped on it and he came back so it, it, he'll come back it's just going to take some time that was nasty some of these leg injuries like Alex Smith or um Joe Kevin Weisman. Kevin Ware the kid from Louisville yeah, like, a few yeah. years back
1: in the NCAA tournament like
0: what about That That dude was in, grotesque, man. Or the dude in the NBA the, that that he basically twisted his foot completely around when he landed on it. This was mm. like a couple – was this a year ago or so? Yeah, I forgot you know his name. You know what I'm talking about, talking right? About. Yeah, I've seen that one too. I, I one can't was watch that was so stuff. bad, dude. No, I don't like seeing that yeah, at all. Just, like the ugh. Dak
1: Prescott one last year? I didn't even watch it. I couldn't watch it. I don't, yeah, want, I turned, I don't want to see I it. That, Yeah, I turned that. Yeah, those, it off. those I
0: injuries it. are different. I don't like seeing that stuff. What would you think about it, Philly?
1: I just feel like I feel bad. Because I know the work that they put in, Mm -hmm. even for Chris Weidman and his opponent, to get to that point and then not be able to fight on the first freaking kick, dude. Like, it's just so demoralizing, and I feel so bad. Like, now he's got to go right back to rehab, recovery, surgery, all that shit. Right. Really, (laughs) really unfortunate, man. Um, It's a long
2: road to recovery. Yeah,
1: overall, like, uh, a lot of great fights, a lot of surprises almost in every fight. Like, the female fights were great. Like, uh... John Lee, John Wei Lee, John
0: Wei yeah. Lee. She got knocked out
2: with that kick by Yo. Rose. Like, Wait, I was a, like Damn. a woman named John? What? No.
0: <laughs> Her name's John Wei Lee. Yeah. She's she's Chinese. She's a built like a brick shit house. Like I never would have thought she would have got KO'd like this. Yeah, it was nuts.
2: So now I would watch that. Here's Why little, wasn't that on when I was watching? It was it? on. That was earlier it before was I got here. No,
0: it was on when you were here. Yeah. I don't know what you were doing. You were probably playing. You know. Huh? Yeah, I think I was. I I, I don't know what I was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you doing in there? <laughs> Why you got your hand in your pocket? But uh, come on out. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, that was that was insane. I I had my money on Lee and hey, I love. Hey, roast. pass
1: the Jiggins. <laughs> oh shit.
0: Hey, Mike, you got any more fucking Kleenex? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Why are we running out of paper running towels? Spider wide two banana man. <laughs> it started out with four rolls of paper towels with down the two he's strips. in are there
2: thinking of Brett Favre. I know what he's doing. You know <laughs> well, what, what happened in
1: there? I was uh, I was taking a shower with my wife, and
2: uh, <laughs> you know you gotta like a guy like Jerry Jones because he's one of the best owners in all the football. I mean, when he played. You know, I don't think he ever played the game, did he? I don't think I ever did,
1: John, but. You know you're talking to, right? God damn it. Now, I'm the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> hey, you know, you come on over from my house, i have a
2: deducted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like turkey and guttets, John. <laughs> oh, man,
2: right, that's we're... <laughs> great. We're going to get into some more of these when the NFL season starts up, man. Yeah. We're going to get good at this, these things for sure.
1: No doubt,
0: man. So, so, Jay, what was your favorite fight of the night? Oh, uh, man. It's got to be between... Rose and Wei Li and uh, actually, which no one's really talking about this, Valentina. Man, I thought she yeah. dominated. Can um, you pull
2: up a picture of her because my computer just freaking puked out? I mean, what you talked about her last week,
0: yeah. Is, she was is, is she, she
2: like she... really smoking hot? Is this like one of these <laughs> girls that like, you have a poster up in your bedroom on no, your ceiling? I mean, she's
0: <laughs> she's cute in her own way, but no, she's uh, she's just a dominant fighter, man. She's not. um, She's just. She's one of the greatest. She's not. She's not um, She is a model, though, right? I mean, we can call her a model, I guess.
2: Yeah, Valentina. 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 Yeah. Where's she from? She's, she's from, from Russia. State... Oh, I, she's be- from I, believe Russia? I believe she's from Russia. Valentina. Wait, wait a minute.
0: No, I'm. No, I'm lying. She's not from Russia. Where yeah. Where is she from? I don't want to misspeak on that. I thought yeah, she was Russian. Russian. Is she? Yeah.
1: Well, that well, name sounds um, Russian kyrgyzstan Peruvian,
0: professional mixed martial artist. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's just so good at All what right, she you guys does. are
2: talking. I can't see a picture of what she looks Let like. Let me, I'm oh, pulling it up, oh, I'm pulling okay. it up, pulling Mike, it up. Mike, what do you got, dial up to, over here? No, no, I, I, want,
1: <laughs> I wanted to get a decent one. She's all right. Dude, that looks like a dude.
0: No, I mean. How about this one? That's not a good, that's, that's on
2: her Wikipedia, though.
0: That's, yeah, but that's, that's like first... no makeup and yeah. like,
2: you know, this She's is... built. I mean, yeah, she's uh, she definitely looks like a fighter. I don't know about that last one, though, bro. Was that her? Yeah, this that's, is her, that's her Wikipedia. Oh, okay. That looks a little bit different than what my Yeah, she, he
1: was searching. I, I just pulled up oh, the first okay. thing that pop yeah, up. So no, she's, just...
0: she's badass? I mean, she's, like, just tough as nails? Dude, she shoots guns. She, do, she does it all. She dances.
1: Grandmaster's like, that looks like a dude.
0: <laughs> Yo. Just in it How for all the wrong dick. reasons. <laughs> I'm Tracy Morgan, man. That motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> Jesus, dude. We can't I'm even I'm fellows. Now you didn't say that when I brought up Billie Jean King.
2: Yeah, well, Billie Jean, she arm wrestle you man for a waffle.
0: Hey. She still got that thing between her legs though, she can get it. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Turn her to Billie Jean Queen. Billie Jean <laughs> in a condo. Show you who the king. Oh no, working with a monster. Oh my god. All right.
1: <laughs> so uzman <laughs> so, continues his dominance knocks out masvidal crazy dude uh jorge i thought he fought a really good fight in the first round he did and then he, he got caught slipping uh i don't know uzman's the man to beat dude he, you're in my respect
0: yeah he's a beast man he's probably he's might go down in history as one of the best welterweights of all time yeah he's he's just continuing to improve it's crazy i don't know how he's he's a scary dude He's just scary. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, he fought totally different. Not the last fought, but the last time he fought Masvidal. Like, the, yeah. the technique, the style, the the approach was totally different. Like, he was more of the grappling, stomping on the feet. This time, you could tell he was out for blood. Like, he wanted to prove that he could knock this dude out and just put an end
0: to it. Yeah. And, and Jorge didn't know what happened, it's, so. It's funny, I was, watching, I was listening to an interview with guys, Usman.
2: guys, Taco Bell's talking. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Oh my God! Can we put the kids to That's bed, but <laughs> Mike? <laughs> what time is it? Can we put the kids to bed?
2: Hey, Junior, it's back your you. Hey, you want to
0: use my microphone? <laughs> can you swap? Mine's uh, you not can working. Edit, you right. can edit any of this stuff. Oh off. yeah, all right. no, we can take it out. But they're gonna hear all that shit. We want. We're, we're, no, we're putting. We're putting you out there like that. There's a how- the
2: toilet paper. <laughs>
0: you might want to go upstairs.
2: Can I get some more
0: fucking fire sauce, dude? You got to put a lock on the outside of the bathroom door so you can keep his ass in there. Oh, shit.
3: <laughs>
0: hey, man, it's Friday night. We're doing all right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, All right, let's get back to business. I'll shut up and let you guys talk. <laughs> where, where were we?
1: I think we're good, right? We're yeah. We're on Uzman, Miles So we got, um, no, I wanted to preview. We already previewed Mayweather, Paul. Yeah, we did so. kind of talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess predictions. We got, yeah, I mean, we still got a few, what? We got a month or
0: so. Yeah. I think Mayweather takes it, dude. Yeah. It's, I it's pretty much like, uh, I mean, I don't even want Logan to win. but I don't think he he doesn't have a chance yeah for
1: uh, just legacy purposes
0: alone there's no way I think Floyd allows it do you think he's gonna lose a step though that's what I want to know I actually want to know what what do you think about him uh what are we talking about here no we we got fucking secrets now no no is this a family thing we have
2: an itinerary we are moving up to the big leagues now we're actually putting things in order so we have another topic to discuss before we go off the air. That's what right. are we
0: talking about now?
2: Uh, well, this was uh, Philly made sure that everybody had our itinerary uh, early in the week. We would like to give our listeners different views on a few things we like. Mike, I can't read this. We need in, uh, for our overall health, what, what, maybe what we do and what we need. Yeah. So we're going to go from joking <clears throat> around and shit in our pants to serious stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you can edit that out if you want. I don't care. But before I leave, I'm going to give you one more.
1: Oh my. Word up. All right, guys, so last topic of the day. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about it. Keys to mental health and happiness. Personally, like what are things that you guys rely on on a daily basis to make sure you're in a clear mind state and you're in a good place in Red your life? tube. I like to what? rub one out in the morning. So you're saying you like to stay in uh, porn club?
0: Not gonna lie, first thing in the morning, I like to give it a little tug. You know what I mean? Get it a little, get it a little bigger than it normally is, and then yeah. uh, run to the bathroom and finish off. What? what?
1: Hey. What?
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know, man. You think X-Ray? We got to get serious, man, because we're getting close to the end of the night. We're all getting crazy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this topic's a little bit more, uh... I like to pick things up and put them down. Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, Get
2: in the chopper now.
0: I'm not going to lie, man. Um, when it comes to balance overall, I feel like you're really good on that. I think you should kind of start it off on what do you do to maintain your mental health?
1: Well, so for me, like obviously last episode, in the last two, I think we talked about the craziness that's gone on. And I'm still kind of out of sorts from all that, which is weird. And it's affecting my daily routine. I haven't been in the gym as much. You know, like I talked about when I'm having a bad day. It was like two Fridays ago. Could fool
2: me? You looking buff?
1: Thanks, man. But you as, look
2: good, bros.
1: But I feel myself like falling out of my routine. I was talking to my brother about it. He's like, "Come on, let's go to the gym." Like, no, I'm not going today, just because I wasn't feeling it. But once I go and I start going for a couple of days, I'll start feeling it again. I feel better. Just it's my whole outlook on the day changes when I go. I don't. It's it's something crazy. So I think the fitness part of it affects the mental
0: part of it, and overall affects the total picture. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Grandmaster B?
2: Well, you know, it starts off with the drive through in the morning now. <laughs> give me two McMuffins. No. Um, really, dude, honestly, don't think I'm just saying this to say it, Philly, but this guy to my right, left, 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 kinda of motivated me because um he had a little bit of a health scare. I think uh you were being told your cholesterol levels are high and this is a hereditary thing and And I just looked at his transition, the transition of giving more to himself and taking better care of himself. It just made it, I mean, you cut a lot of weight, you added muscle, you were focused on something, call it stress, call it everything, whatever combination. But it kind of made me realize that. And then I had a couple other buddies at the first of the year. We all say we're going to start this diet in January and by, you know, mid-March we're you know, at the drive-thru, like I was saying, but for me, the last two months, I committed to losing weight. I got a daughter getting married in August, right? So man, dude, I don't want something with a spandex waistband, right? (laughs) I'm like, man, I got to get fitted for clothes. I want to look good in the pictures. This is, you know, a forever moment. And so I just wanted to start losing the weight. And, um, I've always been kind of a chubby dude, but never super super-sized, but to the point where it can get away from you, you know? So um, long story short with me, as I just started exercising and watching what I'm eating, we're joking about these wings. I didn't eat no wings tonight. The old Brian would have punched both you out and ate them all,
3: yeah. <laughs> right? No,
2: seriously. But I didn't want to do that. But um, just for the last two months, I've been really focusing on losing weight um a little bit of motivation with that is just uh as you get older you don't want to get out of shape too much because it gets away from you like i said but uh for it had just been exercising and watching when i'm meeting, i feel better mentally physically i feel like i'm sharper too in my mind if that makes sense i think yeah. when you you get the foggy brain thing going sure <clears throat> i just feel like that can really throw you off
1: yeah 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 no that's i've known you obviously my whole life so I- I don't from, even
2: know who the hell you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you better recognize. But uh, you can go up and down like when you want to, like you when you really want to get focused, you can hammer it out, man. I can see changes very, very quickly.
2: So well, you haven't threw me one fucking compliment at all since I lost twenty pounds. You're like, hey, B, you look, look, like you lost no, weight. No, that's nothing. Thanks, he, dude. I well, I just he, did. he ain't noticing shit, James. Damn, I just did. Man, man. I lost three chins, man. <laughs> you talking about
1: i complimented you last week man (laughs) you did but yeah it's it's just a focus thing i think when you get focused on it and you're willing to commit and change your lifestyle a little bit a little bit i think you're it's it changes everything
0: yeah james what about you all hundred and how many pounds i think i'm at 120 damn dude yeah just slim and trim have you always been mcdonald's for weeks you're not
2: look at you're not like a like too thin you're not heavy at all you're right where you need to be right i mean you're probably wearing the same clothes you're wearing when you're in the sixth grade probably yeah. i mean dude seriously <laughs> you don't gain weight man nah. like me i've got fucking sections in my closet that are for fat clothes regular normal <laughs> fitting clothes and clothes i want to fit into yeah. i'm like in between that shit right now you you're somebody that's got that metabolism that burns yeah like nick mm. like we know our, you know my nephew nick like he this dude can eat a refrigerator full of food and never gain a pound
3: yeah yeah that's I mean, how i am that's how
2: you are and that's yeah. not a bad thing i mean just some people's metabolism is sped up to that point yeah i'm on the opposite side of that once i go to the left too far dude it game over
1: yeah and i think it's i certain, mean i'm like oh man like certain points move. certain points in your life too like that metabolism will just shut off and it's like you start to see things changing um like with him and probably yours too it just you haven't hit that point yet so yeah
0: i'm scared of that though because i'm kind of building bad habits like i said i wasn't lying when i said no joke like th- four weeks in a row dude the every job, day i was the eating job and can play check.
2: into that don't you think oh yeah 100 percent. i mean you're 100%. not you're not as active as you at one time were when you're no. on your feet doing the other stuff you were moving yep, you were moving, getting ten walking. fifteen thousand steps in a day
0: yep more than that actually i was getting like Thirty six thousand steps a day. Not even kidding. Really? Yeah, because I was walking to and from work when I lived in New York.
2: That's right. You didn't even need a car out there, right? Right? No, I'm walking
0: everywhere. It's crazy, dude. Walking every, walking to work, walking from work, and then also walking all day at work when I was in the mailroom. Wow. Yeah. So it's total change. Like, so I, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I'm not in a place right now to speak on what I'm doing currently, but I have found out that for mental health, for me. You may not like everything that you do with your job, like no matter what job you pick, you're going to you might not like the overall job, but you got to find something that you love within the job. So, for instance, when I was in the mailroom, do I love delivering packages per se? No, but I love mingling with people and I love delivering, you know, when you see that Amazon package coming in for whoever. I Can I, I ask love you, I ask you a
2: question? When you delivered yeah. packages during the holidays, did you ever do the dick in the box thing? I got the dick in the box. <laughs> no, I Remember I that Justin that. Timberlake on SNL thing? <laughs> no. You never, I never did that? Nah. That'd be cool, dude. No. You probably wouldn't have a job, <laughs> but it would be kind of cool.
0: No, but like we have we talks like We have the like footage. That. No, we used to, but like if, if, if. You know, if if a package came in for a female though that I thought was dope, you know, I'd be like, oh well, I got two packages you, for it then.
2: You getting all great on a minute? Yeah, yeah know baby, what I, got I mean. Your package. I got for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, no, you gotta you gotta just kind of find what you like within your job, and then also have hobbies or passions outside of work. So like for me, I love being around people at work, and then when I get home, I'm either working on my writing, my music, screenplays, or this really. Dude, this is what helped this, me out.
2: This is really a great format. This helped me mentally because, you know, you mentioned about a hobby. I'm the guy that doesn't have a ton of hobbies. I'm a, I'm a working kind of guy. I come home. I, I work. I come home, do my family stuff, and just do a normal every day to day. This brought a new whole element to it. For me, this is why I got excited. That's why I went all in on this because, to me— this brings a different fun. It gets my mind. Him and I were bouncing. but We haven't texted this much to each other in forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, long time. And I'm like, Mike, what should I do? Should I get this? Should I get that? It's like, it gives me something to look forward to. That's
0: the That's thing. That's why the energy yeah.
2: comes from this podcast the way it does, because we're bringing... It, you know some of this stuff might be repetitive to some people and some people won't be listening going ah you know it's just two three dudes out there talking but you know what if somebody out there is going to hear this and they're going to say that's yeah, kind of cool stuff you know it's like and, and laugh and that's what we're here for right we want to bring good time to people when well,
1: right? i think it goes to uh having a meaning doing things with meaning and there purpose. you go yeah yeah um this has meaning regardless if it ever makes it big or not it's
0: Therapeutic in the meantime. Oh God, I think, oh, God, I think about it all and...
2: week, just like you were talking, James. Yeah,
0: for us, yeah. We, but Philly and I, we always had something like we we've worked on music, so yeah. we've always had a hobby or a passion. I feel like that we shared. Now it's this, and now you're included, and it's it's crazy that you're on board, and you're like, I've never had a hobby like this. Now you're kind of getting a a peek into our world where you literally live for something. You know,
2: that's one of the things I actually wrote down, and I was going to bring this up. I've known you guys a long time. I would love to have you guys do something because I know there's people that don't know the talent that's within because there's a deep talent that I'm sitting in front of right now that a lot of people don't understand. It's phenomenal. Your lyrics, your memory bank to be able to retain the information and be able to just spit it out the way you guys did. I've seen you guys perform on stage. I actually have some old footage of you guys. I got to somehow get this mic put onto some sort of a flash drive of some sort. But I would love for you guys one day to pick a couple songs, maybe put a track behind it and just let the listeners know that I'm, I'm like literally sitting in front of some people that did this before the m and of the world came around. Right at the beginning of all of that great rapping, meaningful type of lyrical stuff that you guys did, I want to hear it again. And I want the listeners to know that it's right here. It's right here in front of them.
1: Appreciate this, that, This would be, a, yeah. be yeah. a
2: really good format to maybe get that out there. Would you guys be willing to do that one day? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we talked about it. We, we threw out the idea of maybe throwing a beat on it, maybe doing some freestyles or yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah. maybe working on um, a project together and putting it out there the people and see what they think, you know, and go from there. Because I still get hit up all the time, hey, man, why don't you do something? Like, you and yeah. James need to, you know, put out some, some stuff. And I know you've dabbled in it a lot more. I have it's just it's a great creative
2: outlet and that's we have a great working relationship from that and, and it falls in the line of what we're talking about like health I mean the health is the mind right the mind is a big part of health
0: that's where it starts so
2: when you feel energized over something you're passionate about it brings a whole dimension to one's being you know it makes you feel good about something and you guys love music yeah right I mean this is a passion uh mike didn't you write a movie or something or a script of some kind
1: i did i had a um it's kind of like a high school horror flick that I, I actually had the whole thing written out who got Not, rid of it it's that guy over there doing laundry my brother thanks when he, Jeff. De- when he deleted all my stuff <laughs> off the computer so <laughs> oops delete <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah he had to make some could you room, imagine
2: Dude, you could be the next fucking Martin Scorsese and not even know it.
1: I don't think it was that good. But it just, creative outlets, like I I always needed that. Like we were just talking earlier, like your mind wanders and you you might do something out of character when you're not focused. Like I need to be focused. And sometimes like I overexert myself and have too many projects going on, but I'd much rather have that than sit around and piss my talent away. Well, that's why I I
0: didn't realize this too, and I should have back then, but. I've always been, like, a writer at heart. Like, I used to write stories and stuff, but not like that. And then now that I'm into screenwriting, because I'm working on a screenplay myself, that's are you when I— really? Yeah, that's when I thought back to—
2: Why are you hiding all this from us, man?
0: I no, mean, no, maybe I Maybe Mike knew about it, but
2: I—or, I'm sorry, Philly didn't know about it, but
0: I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he—well, yeah, I told him about it, but it's really just, like, it's crazy how I met Philly through music and then heard later that he wrote a screenplay when he was in high how, school. How did crazy. you
2: two guys meet? where was the connection but was this it's and i i as long as i've known you i don't know how you two found each other the friendship and how you came together
1: the mutual friend um he was big in music he was buddies with him separately and i it's it's crazy because i get along with everybody but see, James jeff told I, me
2: it was e-harmony you just <laughs> see why lie jeff
0: no, nah, he's totally lying. We're old school. We walked right up to each other. And man, you
2: looking pretty good in you know them jeans. I let, I let no, him know it was
0: love at first
1: sight. No, it's serious. It's a
2: great story, man. <laughs> love so, at first sight. So how, how did you guys meet each other again? one more time because I missed it because I was thinking of something well, I stupid. Think
0: the first time uh, we hung out was we actually skipped school together with a mutual friend. Wow! Yeah, and I was scared out of my mind because I never skipped school in my now, life. I told my boy, I was like, "Man, this dude can't hang with us, man." You know what I mean? <laughs> James, right? I'm gonna get in trouble. I swear to God, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my ass kicked when I, I get home. I never do this. I yeah. never do this. And then his even that can was we when can I get met a Slurpy. Amy. That, that's what blew my mind. Like I come from parents that like my dad. One time I skipped, I skipped a class in summer school. One time, just a class. Like we had two classes per day in summer school. And I skipped the second one. I came home, my dad was like, You don't live here anymore. Ooh. I was like, Whoa. Like and I went to my friend's house. So that's like how my dad was. So I was so scared. We get to Philly's house. And I meet his mom. And his mom's like, ah, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? Sounds like, like her all the way right yeah, there. I Don't was like, worry about, about it. You want a sandwich? Yeah, she's like just chilling about it. Like, eh, they won't call home. They'll all be fine. Right?
1: Yeah, she was so used to it for me, my
0: dumbass getting in trouble all the time. She's like, oh, just another one, you know? Yeah, I just wow. remember you had that red car. Oh, yeah. And we were. And I was just in the back and I was... Yeah, I was shitting myself. So, the would whole you say, time. like,
2: it was an opposite? You know how they say opposites kind of attract? Like, you got the one person that's a little yeah. bit. You know, Hulk, I feel
1: uh, like you're painting the wrong picture right now. <laughs>
0: no, no, I
2: mean, no, I mean, it in a good. No, opposites.
1: You know, the friendship stuff. Like,
2: you know, like, I got a buddy Brent, right? Like, Brent's yeah. real chill. Like, he's like, hey, man. Like, he's yeah. so chill. Yeah. But I'm that freaking goofball, man. But we just clicked.
1: When I had him at the house party and. Um, he kicked over a drink and uh my mo- mom just had the carpet cleaned, oh, so it's boy. all nice and clean perfect yeah. i think it was like red wasn't it, it was, dude it was, was like, it a wine it, cooler it
0: was it was a glass it was a zima and i don't know why it was on the carpet the glass was on the carpet and i was f- fucking dancing and shit and i stepped on it knocked it over and it spilled everywhere. And i felt like shit. I was like oh my and god I was like, dude, dude, it's okay
1: we ended up getting it out of the carpet but uh yeah, he, he felt bad about it, we didn't hang. And then like the music thing, it all comes full circle. And we met so many people, man, tr- through trial and error. It was a great time. Like it was like right when Mikey, before he was getting, he, he came. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Like we just, we went to work, we'd go there and bang out like four
2: tracks.
0: Yeah, like a night a night really we were so do you guys still
2: have any of your old material sitting around
0: yeah we have all of it probably really
2: Mike it's on Spotify I think you have some is it on Spotify no there's
1: some old stuff that's on the net but I got tracks that I need to
0: figure out a way to get to
2: yeah
1: Um, yeah he still does it, though. He's got, he's got I, some good updated yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know. James, but I feel
0: like our writing back then, like, I, I tell my friend this all the time in New York because he doesn't know. Like, I have a whole other history with someone else that I used to do music with in Michigan. And it's like, we used to, lit- like, the way I write now, I only write when I feel something. But Philly and I used to be like every, we'd have like a set day. We're going to the studio and we're working. And we would come up with a song. We'd, we'd come up with the, we'd both pick a mutual beat. And we'd be like, all right, this is the one we're going to write to. What are we talking about? And we'd come up with a mutual concept. One of us would come up with the hook. Mostly it was Philly because he, he was like the hook dude back then. And we'd write our verses and we'd record it. Back then everything was three verses. So we just did a, a verse piece, and then we split the third one. And that was, that was like our formula. See, so- I,
2: could, I could see how passionate you are about this because the way you're talking, what, what brings your biggest influence out in your songwriting? Like what, what motivates you when you get to that point? Like, it's Like something it's like, happens or is it good or bad? And all of a sudden you're like, man, I, I just think I just came up with something here.
0: I think it's similar to like podcasting in a way. It's like if you, there's always things that are floating around in your head that you want to say. And then really the beat kind of tells me what, the beat is like the thing that pulls it out. Like I don't even know what I want to say, but it's in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every, like you just float around, you have ideas that float around that you don't bring to the surface ever, but they're in your mind. Yeah. Subconsciously, I feel like it's like a pinata. You need something to bust it. Yup. And then, so when you hear that that's beat, good it busts it open, and then everything. That's when it comes out. Like I remember, for instance, I bought a beat. It was like a West Coast type vibe,
1: cruising. Yep. And I don't know what song. I was gonna do with it. It was like I don't know. I paid fifty bucks for it, and I was up north. I was cruising on a moped, like it was just me. And,
2: and I went something for, came to you.
1: Yeah. And I was like, just cruising down the F, riding on the street. Bumping down your block with a trunk full of beat. And nice. It, yeah. I ended up writing the whole song. Right by Lake Michigan. Perfect setting. And I wrote the whole damn thing. It was great. You yeah. know what I mean? Those yeah, are the I best think songs. that's awesome,
0: man. Those are the best songs when it comes out. Because it's not like you're thinking about what you're going to say. It just comes out. Because you've been thinking about it. Just yeah. like subconsciously. So that's why a lot of times, like, I don't know how we did it back then. Because back then, we would come up with the song then and there, like what type of song it was. But nowadays, sometimes I'll sit down to write something and nothing comes out. And it's just because I don't have anything to say. Yeah. So it's weird. You can't force it, I feel like. But we did. We forced it. We were like, we're gonna no, Wednesday's our day. Really it wasn't Wednesday though, because Wednesday was the TNT's night. That was when we performed. But it would be like a Monday or a Tuesday and we'd be like, no, we're gonna sit down, listen to beats and write. But we were so new to it, I think we we kind of had a lot to say back then and we just wanted to create material yeah
2: i think that's awesome i mean you guys got a great story i mean there's there's a lot more to this but i mean definitely going to have to put it together one one of these podcasts create a segment for you guys
1: yeah no it's it's something that i want to hear it yeah we connected on i think the people would enjoy it because there's a lot of people that we're friends with that still you know they they love our music you know we never made it big but you know, it doesn't matter because it's organic. Though we we that's, just genuinely love to do key. it.
2: The key it's organic. It's not anything that's scripted. It's coming from the real. It's it's not something you've heard before. You're making your own stuff up. You know. And we were
0: both going through a lot of personal things at the time. Like you yeah. you with relationships and having a, ch- a child and your you know your first. It's like it's just crazy. And I had relationships like things were. That was my first real relationship that I ever had in my life with a, with a girl and. It, it, you know, you're dealing with her being pissed off about me going out and performing and we, we just, it was crazy. Like talk about mental health and balance. It was like, that was the one thing I think that kept everything together. Like we always had this thing we could go to where it was like, we're not just wasting time. There's other things we could be doing. Like we could be smoking, we could be drinking, we could be wasting time. And we were like really just getting down to something positive. That it, I don't know. It was yeah. so, it was so important to yeah, have. I
1: think that's it gets misconstrued and lost. And when people think, oh, rapper, you're out there, you know, doing whatever. But like, no, there's a genuine like. You have to get down to the nitty gritty and work. Yeah. You know, you have to get in the studio. You have to write. You have to record. You got to make sure it sounds good. Yep. Um, there's structure to it. So. Like Grandmaster B, like you got printouts. That's how I was when I went to the studio, man. He used to make fun of me because I had to have my glasses on and, and my printout going go in there and 90, record, man.
2: 90% of what I printed out I didn't even get to. I mean, I went through like a freaking ream of paper here. It's I like I'm I, not I saw so, that paper. I was I like, How so long freaking, is this podcast? episode going to be. This Joe dude's Biden flipping through shit. I'm like, Jesus, talking Christ. to the freaking uh, the the people. Look That's the thing. This. I was I, mean, I was hoping, hoping a,
0: you were going to be able to get through it. without stumbling. I'm you like, know, He's over I, there I, flipping. Page. You got like, those numbered what what or what?
2: Fuck, did I print all this stuff? You but you got to staple that shit. Number it. It's just crazy. Did you know that in Canada they eat more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world? Really? Yeah. It's a it's a weird fact. I Had no idea. And it's impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. Try I,
0: it. I did hear that, but did I heard you hear that, that? Your, your eyeballs will come out right. of your sockets if you do. Um, all
1: right, hold up. I got something for you. Since we're on like crazy stuff. Yeah. I want... Spell
2: yes. Y-E-S.
1: Oh, damn, what is this? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to screw this up. Keep talking. Hold on, I'm going to come back to this. What the so
2: hell I'm... happened? Anyways, um, <laughs> apples, peaches, and raspberries are all members of the Rose family. The rose, the, the flower. Did really? you know that? Yeah, it's stupid, I know.
0: Um, there was one here. Snoo- Wait, we're going to have a segment like this, though. We're, Are we going to bring a segment on? Because I think well, Philly was telling me about this off air. I think we should have a segment. I, I mean, right? There's we're gonna...
2: so many weird things out there that people, I mean, it could be hum- about the anatomy. It could be about history. It could be anything. Uh,
0: yeah, but people know. can, you know, anyone who's listening also, they can tell us Do we want to do this Okay, hold not. up.
2: Let me go back to that. I got to yeah. redeem myself. Wait, he right, just right. found his brain, folks. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's in his phone.
3: Yeah. All right. Just James. Yeah. Spell yes. This fucker's a deep thinker. I mean, uh, Mister Intellectual Junior. T- 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 spell yes. Y e s. Spell e s. E s. Spell e
2: s. Could I have that in a sentence, please? (laughs) What do you mean? E, E the, say one more time. Spell yes. This is a trick question. I know it. E-S. S. (laughs) S What's up, S-A? I don't know. What is it? What does E-Y-E-S spell? E. Say E-Y-E-S. E-Y.
1: E-Y-E-S. E-Y-E-S.
2: E-Y-E-S.
1: What does E-Y-E-S spell? E s. What does E Y E S spell?
2: Yes. <laughs> this is messed A is.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one that got this wrong. Okay. I love it. So
2: what is okay? What did I spell? What does E Y
3: E S spell? Spell yes again. Yes. Spell it. Y E S.
2: What does E Y E S spell? Fuck, dude! I don't know. I'm not this smart. What does E Y E S spell? Yeah. E Y E S. E Y S. <laughs> Something's happening and I don't know it. E-Y-E-S. <laughs> Spells E-Y-E-S. E-Y-E-S? You got two of them, guy. E-Y-E-S.
0: E-Y-E-S. We all have
1: two of them. Well, most of us have two All right, two of so them.
0: what's the punchline? Oh, okay. yeah, it's it's eyes. Yeah. Oh. oh,
2: oh boy, that's a man. That's a stump the staff right there, man. <laughs> I actually. Did you, the, hey, did you know Snoop no, Dogg's you know, real name is Cordozer Calvin?
0: Calvin us
2: Jr. Yeah. His nickname. do You know how you know I got the nickname Snoop Dogg? His mom said he looked like a dog. Oh
0: my God! Bang bang! Crumble that of shit up because I know
2: it. James is on his freaking no, you know,
0: trivia. You know what's funny? I I heard that before, but it was like years ago. So I was trying to. That's why I was thinking. I was trying to do it. Couldn't couldn't fucking remember. It's it. so stupid it's that ice.
1: someone got me on vacation on that. I couldn't believe it. I felt like an idiot. I'm and you're like, like what the you fuck, drunk? dude? I'm on I'm vacation. Like, like, like why you're
2: are trying you trying to get me to say yes, yes, is I thought
0: it was Aiza. <laughs>
2: oh man that's the tongue tangler the tongue twister oh is that what she calls it yeah i don't know man the
0: tongue tangler
2: so back to the fitness and health thing i mean do we all feel comfortable with the, what we talked about i thought you were I mean, gonna
0: spit out some more facts dude that uh, shit was getting kind of it, fun it
2: was i mean i but you knew them all that's
0: no nah, i only knew the calvin broadest shit yeah
2: i don't i don't know man but uh let's see here um, <laughs> can you read yeah no the I, as i crumbled up. oh here's a good one i'm surprised it reached this one first get a load of this People in North Korea are legally only allowed to have one of 28 haircuts. Men have a choice of 14, and women have a choice of 14.
0: Wow. Legally. I actually thought they had to have the same haircut as Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un? No, for real. <laughs> that I'm guy's serious. A knucklehead. They, no, for real. No, I, I the, thought that they were the only allowed to terrible. have that. It's crazy.
2: Could you imagine living in a country where they're like, dude, first of all, I don't have any hair, so I mean, I would be exempt from any of the haircuts, I think. But could you imagine, like, you get to pick from these 14. Imagine all the haircuts, that, all the different styles over the years, from the 80s transitioning all the way to modern day, the mullet and all that stuff. Mm. Like, you couldn't have any of that stuff. Like, they tell you this is the kind of haircut you're going to
0: have. Here's a crazy couple of facts, though, about North Korea. So they took away the—there's no word for a press over there. There's not even a word. So the people don't know at all what that means. And also, the word for American is bastards. Really? Yes. Really? Legally, that's, Le- that's 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 the name of what we were called over there. Wow. And I think everyone has to have a picture of Kim Jong Un in their house. Really? Yep. And they have to watch whatever he wants them to watch. It's insane wow. over there. That's crazy. Yeah. A woman escaped, and she was talking about how yeah they took all the words away from the uh, language that mean oppressed, so that people don't understand what they're involved in. Man, that's wild. Yeah, that it's, is it's crazy. It's some crazy shit over there.
2: All right, last one, because I could only read the one that didn't get wrinkled too much. Uh, An an animal's yawn is based on how large their brain is. So the bigger the the brain, the longer they will yawn. So think Uh of a
0: tiger, a lion. I don't know how big their brains are. I
2: don't either, but they always seem like they're yawning when I went to the zoo. Like they ah, you see their big teeth and everything, and that seems to be a real long
0: yawn. Does that mean they got a big brain? Were you telling jokes like you are here, or were you no, just being I'm, I'm are boring no, the shit out I, of them. I floor. yawn very short,
2: so now I know my brain's small. So I know wow. I am in a different category. But is not that just some weird shit? It
0: like is weird. Like somebody
2: could like, how do you study a fact like that?
0: Do you think that mo- lions that mount each other are called <laughs> <laughs>
2: are called mountain? Lions. There's something else on all
0: fours. <laughs> You ever seen a lion mount another? Right. It's a mountain lion. Take your kid to the zoo,
2: daddy. What are they doing over there? Don't worry about it. Oh shit, dude. Oh man. Damn. All right,
1: hey, if uh, if a, a plane of Canadian troops died on American soil, fuck. Where? where <laughs> no. I'm nice. Damn. Where, where do
0: the survivors get buried? If the Canadian get if they die here, yeah, they get buried in the fucking plane. Canada? I don't know. This
2: is another one of those damn trick things, isn't it? You're smiling. american so canada <laughs> American canada Yeah, I don't know. Where, where does it happen?
1: If if a Canadian resident dies on American soil, where does the survivor get buried?
0: There is no... You don't bury survivors. There you go. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. You missed that at first, yeah. though. That's yeah. what
2: happens she when, when up, it's getting guy. late. Didn't you she, you think. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow. <laughs> Stumped the staff. Depending on where he, if he died or if he survived in New York, though, he might still get buried. He showed a brooch. In fucking cement. He was wow. buried a brooch. Put, put him in a cement truck.
2: All right. One more. C-
0: I, I think I can make
2: this one out, James. Uh, snakes can predict earthquakes.
0: How? They just start uh, slithering? They, they can some?
2: sense a, 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 an, er- an earthquake coming from 7.5 miles away.
0: Do you ever Could wonder you, like who how- Who studied this shit? That's all I was going to say. Like who talked to a snake and oh. the snake was like, yo, I can sense that yo, shit. Yo, man.
2: And here's the, here's the other part. Up to five days before it happens. So if you like, and first of all, I hate snakes. Do you like snakes, Mike? Uh, not really. Isn't your nickname Anaconda? <laughs> well, I don't know why you wouldn't like it, but- Anyways, only, on, only on the weekends. Hey, what are you, kidding? <laughs> I mean, nothing goes right.
0: <laughs> He's like, I don't like snakes, but she does. <laughs> hey,
2: isn't that why? I, you're right. James, how does, how does somebody do a study on something that crazy? Well, just, and how are they getting five the days' made up. stats? Do
0: you guys right, know
1: yeah. what the Mexican word of the day is today? What is it? I smoke. A, I have a bad memory because I smoke a lot of weed.
2: <laughs> thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here today and tomorrow night only. Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. All right. Damn, I don't have any more facts. Uh, well, we're going to have to print more on
2: the next run because I, I ran out. Uh, there's, I went with a short list this time. There was actually 100 of them, but I didn't want to be the guy that came with that nerdy piece of paper. Did you know that uh, the tongue is the strongest flexible muscle in the human body? But we found out different with James. Right? Yeah. He's gifted. No, right? I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm not as gifted
0: as I should be oh, for man. my height. You're doing all right. <laughs> You walk with a limp, but you're doing aight. You know, what I mean? Walk with a limp because I hurt my foot. <laughs>
1: all right, boys. So episode six in the books. Great job. I think this is going to be our longest episode yet. Yeah. Yeah. This... We're
0: at two thirty right now, but Holy we could, shit. we might be able to cut this out. I don't know. We can make how it's it two episodes. Go. Yeah. Well, you know, people like long form conversation anyway. I'm sure we'll be able to f- salvage whatever's clean. You know what I mean? James, yeah. are you tired? I mean, you you had a long day today. I did have a long day. I am kind of tired. But are you I had some crashing coffee. here or are you I'm gonna I'm gonna head home actually. Cuz yeah. I, I got to wake up Ooh. at 5.
1: Yeah, it's a long day. So. so yeah,
0: it's a long. I'd rather just get up, take a shower and go. Going to see my cousins this weekend. Were you going to in Indiana? Indiana. Yeah, oh. they actually uh are They it, Amish? No, no, they're not. No, they're just, you know, they're just regular uh, just regular people. Well, you know <laughs> James Dean is from uh, he's from Indiana. There's a lot of actually so Steve McQueen these really? Families, yeah. Wow. There's some powerhouses out of there. No, John it's, Cougar
2: Camp too, I think.
0: Actually, this is a good topic though. My cousin's house, the government, they actually own the house and I believe they own the land underneath it, but the government just basically bought it from them forcefully and told them to move because they're going to build a roundabout. So this house that they owned since the eighties is being demolished. So that's why I'm going there. I want to go hang out there before. Cause I don't know if it's, it might be the last time I'll ever go there. Wow. I got a lot of memories in that house. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. I it's, can't believe they could do that. I didn't know they could. Was the money good?
2: They probably had to offer money to well, buy it. Well, just them out, whatever's
0: right? worth the house. And that's crazy because they added a lot of value to it. They own it. They own the land. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think you could I didn't think you could uh, Trump like owning the land, but I guess if it's for the better of the community, which I don't know what community would be like, yeah, I think we need a roundabout What, what there. if they
2: just stood their ground and like, fuck it, no, we're not selling, and they build a roundabout around the house? Well, that's what I was thinking. That'd be kind of cool. like I Just mean, a
0: roundabout that fucking leads. can't believe leads. the fucking
2: traffic out here today. It's like, well, we decided to stay. What if they just built a roundabout,
0: though, where there's like any car that comes that way just gets turned around. So the government comes to take it and they just get fucking turned around. There's nowhere to go except back out. Yeah. Just fucking building. Oh my god! He so around. Deep. No, just fucking. You know. No, but I thought. I thought. You know. Second Amendment, dude. Can't you fucking shoot people? I mean, that's just crazy. Like, like, you're not building like around your
2: house, and you have to leave. Did they put them up at like the Motel Eight?
0: no they're not gonna do it right away they're gonna give them time to move they're gonna you know yeah they have to buy them all give them x amount of days yeah they have have, like yeah they have like two years where they can get their shit ready it's fucked up though i mean like i figured you could shoot people so you're gonna have a
2: bunch of house parties there this summer no no No? they're
0: not those type of people but you know they're amish (laughs) (laughs) they're not amish hey you want to borrow my big bluetooth speaker at least they're not cutting out their lights (laughs) yeah they got candles there you go. Government's going to come through and blow out all that's the a, candles. Hey, listen, that's
2: a whole different topic for the, maybe the next podcast. Guys going to Bed Bath & Beyond in these girly places. Yeah. My wife's got me going into these places now where you could get different candles and different air fresheners.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your favorite?
2: Dude, What's your it's favorite Japanese, candle scent? Japanese uh, red something or another. I got a oh, can yeah? of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me love you long time. I'm like, that's the one I want. You're going to get this- a
3: fucking high. <laughs> <hug? laughs>
2: Take it easy. It's fucking great. I mean, some of these... Sense- Which candle you like? I'm so hard. <laughs> Once you take a sniff and tell me the one you like,
0: you like candle. You, you you want?
2: Dude, I'm telling you, man. Some of these candles are fucking awesome, and so I'm like, I, I now get mad when my wife goes, "You
3: guys, man. you come for cando Yes. <laughs>
2: You want the hard work on your <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have these candles here. How many? <laughs> oh, you're so big. Never see. She's like, holy shit. Goji, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you need extra large candle? <laughs>
2: All right. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay.
3: Oh, that's enough of that. You no finish.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You can get a joint. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, so uh, we'll talk oh, about shit. the candles a different time. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Goji wall. <laughs>
0: Oh fuck it. Oh man. Damn. That was dude. great. I fucking
1: right. love it, dude. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you. Great episode. We'll be back next week. Peace everybody. Be good. Have a
2: good weekend.